Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Reactionaries Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Joe Gruen. Joe, Norris Vember. How are you doing the first week of Norris Vember? Breaker, breaker, this is Joe Berg45. I'm feeling pretty <laughs> good about Nove- Norris November. How you feeling out there, Big Hefe? Big, this is Big Hefe. Uh, I think that this movie was not a uh, 10-100. <laughs> was that the code, or was it 110? Oh, dude, there were so many codes in here. (laughs) That was for taking a dump. Jeff, this was a whole new world (laughs) with whole new language. Yes. So uh, we are back in uh, Norris, November. It's our love letter to Chuck Charles Norris, the action movie star. Um, And uh, this one is a little bit late. I don't know if you know, but something happened last week. It was kind of crazy. Distracting. Took took up a lot of time. Uh, It took about... A million hours it felt like to count all the election results. So Joe and I who were glued to the news instead of watching a fantastic film. Yeah, I don't know if you knew about this, Jeff, but apparently this whole horde of commercial trucks smashed into all the polling stations in Arizona and Pennsylvania. Oh no. And, and, <laughs> and just spread the, the ballots everywhere. There were ballots everywhere and fires and it was it was crazy. So then we had to wait a few days for the actual results. Joe, all I gotta say is stop the steal. <laughs> stop counting ballots here, but keep counting ballots there. It's a very direct message. It's we're uh, clear. We couldn't be any clearer. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, this is uh, Breaker Breaker. Uh, this is our first movie of Norris Vember. We'll just get it out of the way off the top. Next week's movie is A Force of One, 1979. Um, this one is going to be streaming on Amazon. You do not have to pay for it. And thank God, Joe, because Voodoo is terrible. It's a nightmare. I had to download it to my phone, and then that's how I was able to watch it. Because fucking Amazon Prime only has the Rift Tracks version, and it turns out you can't hear the actual dialogue over these two assholes talking over it. Who fucking talks about movies? <laughs> Who makes fun of movies for, like, two whole hours? That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But this one, it sucks because I watched it on my laptop because I like to use the forward and back arrows because it's faster if I need to rewind than using the the remote and if you hit back on voodoo on your laptop it just starts the entire movie over (laughs) they also have these really hidden back 15 seconds forward 15 seconds on the side that are like faded into the background you barely can see them i hate it i hated it so much but uh the movie itself was fantastic loved it and uh yeah let's get into it but first uh, a sponsor this uh, is now a trimmings enterprise podcast joe yes trimmings enterprises uh uh, of course, as we all know, partners with Shelly Foods, if it's Shelly, it belongs in your belly. Belly, That's right. That's right. So we're very uh, happy to be sponsored by Trimmings Enterprises and Shelly Foods. Uh, go to Shelly'sFoods.com promo code reactionaries to get 20% off your first order. Ooh, 20% off. I tried the uh, the peas and uh, Salisbury steak with gravy the other night, and it was delicious. Joe, what I like is their fried chicken because the bottom is nice and wet. Because <laughs> <laughs> the bottom is not breaded somehow. <laughs> yeah, the bottom is nice and wet. Uh, but no, that's all references to this week's movie. And Joe, I was I, I wanted to tell you so bad where this movie was filmed, Joe. Jeff. We have seen this 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 place hundreds of times. In real life? No. In oh. other movies. So 
this movie takes in place LA is... in 1970s Manteca, basically, is where it is, Manteca, California. Oh, but my. it's filmed in the old Wild West for some reason. This is filmed on Paramount Ranch. Oh, wow. Paramount Ranch, which if you've seen Westwood or Westworld, Westworld, not Westwood, Westworld, mm-hmm. the old West town, that's this city. It that's looked the, exactly like it. It is it. It's in wow. American Sniper. It's in Scream, Geronimo, Adventures of Tom Sawyer, uh, Dr. Quinn. It's the town in Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Wait, did you say Scream? Yeah, there's a part where there's an Old West in like a, a movie that they're watching. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Because I was like, Scream. But yeah, this is Paramount. You've seen it in so many things. It's wow. Paramount Ranch. And I don't know why there's a, uh, an old time West town is the setting for this 1977 movie. Like at, at first I was like, does this take place in the past? And then I remembered the whole conceit of the movie is Chuck Norris is a trucker. So I was like, this can't take place in the 1800s. No, no. But yet this town is like, it's an old wild West town with a junkyard attached. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're well, they're, they're apparently gypsies. Yeah, that was weird, too, because he was like at the beginning, uh, which we'll sing the song, the classic song, Bringing in the Sheep. There will, we shall sheaves. come. With no, I'm sorry. May, may I correct you? Bringing in the sheaves. The uh, translation was off on that one. Your, what is your that? closed captioning. It's bringing in the sheaves, not bringing in the sheep. What does that mean? I believe it means bringing in like aren't sheaves like wheat? Like sheaves of wheat. Oh, oh. Uh, like post harvest. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, sheaves of wheat. Yeah, bringing in the sheaves. Yeah. I'll be we darned. Will be rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. I thought it was sheep. Well, Joe, let's. Well, you let's... are a sheep for believing that. I guess uh, so. Jeff, are we going to jump right in to the uh, first? First, another ad. Just would like to remind the folks this movie is brought to you by Jolted Two, now on Amazon Prime. Yes, check it out. Uh, I hear. There's a, quite a fine actor <laughs> getting his uh, leg into the biz, so to speak. Yeah, so Joe, let's get into Breaker Breaker 1977. Let's talk financials. This movie was a success. It was a massive success. It was directed by Don Hewlett. Uh, so that was prior to the Aaron Norris-directed uh, movies of Chuck's career. Uh, box office – no, I'm sorry, budget – was 250,000 US dollars. Now, in 1977, that could buy you quite a few radiators, but today. <laughs> I could do the math on how many radiators that would cost you. Um, and actually, it turned a $12 million box office ticket. That is something. That yeah, is that's... maybe the most profitable movie we've we've watched so far. Possibly. I mean, it's definitely more profitable than the movies that it reminds me most of, which would be the, the Ron Marchini movies. A hundred percent. And I won't say oh, no, like by total, not by total. Oh, there's 300. Yeah. But I'm saying not by total dollars, but by oh, factors percentage. percentage. Yeah, because that's what it made. 800 percent. Yeah. Yeah. It made quite no, a bit wait, of money. No, wait, way oh. more than 800 percent. No, it was made 24 times the amount of money that was put into it. Yeah. So 2400 percent. Joe, we are great at math. It made it's 2400%. No. No, dude, it's made more than 24 times. It made 48 times. I know, I realized that when I said it. 48 48 times. 4800%, Jeff. There's that's an insane margin. Yeah. 
So, yeah. So if a movie, for example, costs a million dollars to make, it'd have to make $48 million. See, Look I can at you. Fun. You can do math. What a redemption. All right. Uh, Jeff, breaker, breaker. We're breaking into this movie. We see a man riding a bike. And the bike says a trimmings enterprise. Which I immediately off the bat was like, is that the production company? That's is what that I thought, too. I was like, yeah. this is genius. Yeah, just having, I thought it was going to be a bunch of people, go, like, that's how they were going to do the credits. But no. Nope. Yeah, like like a uh, trimmings enterprise, a Don Hewlett film. Canon group. <laughs> and then you just see Chuck Norris and then the other actors on different. Yeah. But uh, no, but that's not what we got. That's That's apparently the monopoly in this movie. Yes, uh, that's very gracious to call it a monopoly. <laughs> that's the criminal enterprise in this movie. Yes, um, and it's almost too gracious to even call it an enterprise, but we'll get into that. Uh, the whole town is singing Bring in the Sheaves, and Jeff's cat is on his desk. That's right. Um, and there's a full-grown man dressed like a 10-year-old who hands a framed certificate to a man in a white suit. The man-child's name is Arnie, and the other man is named Judge, and Arnie is a major character. <laughs> Arnie, they do Arnie so wrong in this. Like, he is he is not well mentally. And they no. just let him run around, and he's like a key cog in this movie. He's a main character. Now, I do think the actor was not mentally handicapped oh no i don't think the actor was mentally handicapped but i'm saying that they they did arnie wrong and joe have you ever watched criminal minds yes have you seen the episode with um the guy from weeds that's the husband of the friend what is the guy's name i haven't seen all of them I, okay I the guy's name uh da, 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 da. andy milder do you know who yeah. that is the actor so there's an episode where andy milder plays a criminally insane person who is also mentally deficient, like Arnie. Mm. And I think he was cha channeling Arnie. Really? It's like yeah. a direct... I think the actor had seen Breaker Breaker and was doing Arnie. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. this is a very distinct... This is not I Am Sam. This is no. not Forrest Gump. This is a very distinct mentally handicapped person that basically just talks like he's 10. The stuttering, he does the it. The, he 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 does that like yeah, and not rain man stuttering we shouldn't no. go but like yes just very the very yeah like that yeah and then he keeps talking about how his older brother can fix anything ah same deal that that in the thing he's like my brother can do anything like this i think he was channeling in this episode of criminal minds very fascinating uh do you know the episode so we can tell That's the listener. i'm looking it up right now okay I will continue. You hop back in with that. Uh, this judge is either the mayor or the judge. Or both. Not entirely. Or both, yes. Or the Colonel Sanders, if we're being or honest. Colonel here. Sanders. Um, or the human uh, humanization of uh, uh, Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> if, but yeah, the, the humanization of Foghorn Leghorn as a man, too. Also, the episode is Proof, Season 7, Episode 2. Go so, watch it, guys. Yeah, so After he is this. definitely chant. Yeah, don't don't stop listening to this, please. <laughs> please. Please. Uh, so the judge is giving a commencement ceremony for the establishment of their California gypsy town yeah. while railing against those elitists in Salinas and Huron. 
Yeah, he was really giving it to, you know, those fat cats in Turlock. Right, right. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Modesto. Oh, my God. Um, could you imagine? Could you imagine those fat cats? Uh, so he names the city after his dead son, Tex. So the city is named Texas City, California. Just like Washington City, Connecticut, or Oregon City, South Dakota, yeah. <laughs> or or West Virginia, Virginia, West, West Virginia, Virginia City, Virginia. Right. Definitely um, not confusing to name city uh, uh, a city after another state. Yeah, I like to think that he heard about Kansas cities. Like we can do that here. Why can't we do that here? Uh, they're like, because oh, that's also uh, Kansas too. It's, it's right it. next door. It's right <laughs> next door. Uh, opening credits and music. That's definitely going at the end of this podcast. Oh, Joe, it was it was great. It's a country riff, country rapping. Like it was amazing. Yeah, it was like uh, what do you even call it? Um, almost like country slam poetry, but like very bizarre. Uh, Norris is digging. He's digging it while cruising I ninety nine. His name is J D Dawes. Mm-hmm. J D. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Joe, you skipped ahead to the J.D. Dawes part. Uh, the, the thing that they say at the end of this song, I just have to say, I'll catch... I'll. There's a lot of slang, and I just need to point yeah. this out. I'll catch you on down a slab, shake you down, and split a beans, seven bust. Keep the shiny side up and the rubber side down. I don't know what any of that means. Who could? <laughs> <laughs> And it says the highway aspirin's all gone, which I think is uppers. Jeff, I'm not into hip hop. JD reaches out to California Ragman on the CB and asks where his brother is. His brother's name is Billy. Mm -hmm. He's at Sickle Park dirt biking. So JD goes to watch and now we're all watching with him. Thank God. Yeah, I really love watching. Some ding dong ride his motor his uh his uh motorbike for five minutes. The only thing better than that is watching another man watch that. Yes, that's right. There's a lot of just lingering on Chuck Norris not reacting to things in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> just like just just a shot of Chuck Norris doing nothing. Staring or watching yeah. or eating. <laughs> um how did JD set up this lawn chair and cooler setup so fast yeah I don't, that's got to be billy's setup but i don't know it's a pretty nice like he basically hops out of his truck and goes and like watches the dirt bike in and then like gives his brother a hug and then he walks over to a completely set up chair and cooler he's good that's, that's i don't know how that happens he's, he's a god uh, JD tells Billy he looks like he's been diving for clams. Billy tells JD putt 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 or putt putty putt putt, and they start wrestling. So I guess so, those were uh, insults. Yeah, to what sounds like the like just like classic, uh, just stereotypical porn riffs. The music in the background. <laughs> yeah, I was like that. I was like, what is happening here? Um, oh, Jeff. That Joe, is that I is a sign for, of things to come, by Joe, the way. For clams and he's dry and just covered and in dirty. dust. He's he's covered in dust. Yeah, well, you know, you've been diving for clams. 
out clams, out in the hills. Clams are the opposite of dust. Jeff, you've obviously never gone Rocky Mountain oyster diving before. <laughs> Fair enough, Joe. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, we're at a truck stop now. And yeah, they, JD, just, they just roll into a truck stop. They're just going to a truck stop. JD tells his brother to change his dirty clothes out, then stops to say hello to his old friend Dottie, who doesn't matter. Dottie and her paralyzed husband, who just sits <laughs> shotgun with her while she drives the truck. Joe. Jeff, he does not sit shotgun with her. He sits with his hands on the wheel in the driver's seat. Oh, did I miss that? His hands are on the wheel. Hey, man, you can do anything with technology these days. <laughs> I mean, apparently it's only his left side. Only his left side was paralyzed. And we all know you can drive with with one foot and one arm. Wait, don't they have a clutch? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? Also, those guys have to use hand signals all the time because they're towing like hunt, like. Tens of feet behind them. Yeah. Um, maybe she just has a stick that she uses to... to <laughs> work his left side. Yeah, to work his left side. She's, she's got this rig. She's a marionette. System. Yeah. She's got a pulley system to work his left side. It's a marionette system for trucking. Um, her hu- Yeah, so I said her husband's paralyzed, can still hold the steering wheel somehow. By the way, great that they put him in the driver's seat, assuming they don't have the marionette system. Like, did she just put him there when they're parked to make him remember what it's like <laughs> to give or, him the rush? Or maybe because she's she says like she's you know been with him driving. Maybe she does the driving, but it's like oh we gotta switch, we gotta switch. Like like when we get there, so nobody knows that I'm the one that's driving. But he's paralyzed. And he's got a neck brace on. <laughs> yeah, the neck right. He's paralyzed. It's just one neck brace. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Because she does say she's driving. She mentions that in this. She so. does. Yeah. Uh, he was beat up by an animal named Strode in Texas City. Dottie cries, but JD won't tell anyone. Yeah, he's 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 like, I won't tell anybody you cried, which is weird because she's doing it just in the middle of the. She's standing out in the middle of where all the truckers are. Yes, it's, at this famous trucker diner, but also really fucked up that he would ever tell somebody. <laughs> Like, that would ever cross his mind. Yeah, like, he'd be like, hey, do you know that Dottie was crying? Yeah, like, I would never have to tell someone that because I would never consider it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, your friend calls you and is like, man, I just need I just need 20 minutes of your time. I just got to let it out. And you're like, huh. And you just pick right, up let me get my notepad. Other, and you call your other friend, you'd be like, you'll never guess what, just, what I just heard. You'll never guess what Joe was just breaking down about. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's uh, still crying right now. He's on the other no, line. Put him on speakerphone. Hey. <laughs> uh, Billy's going on his first solo run, and he better pay attention, or Shelly Foods is going to overload the reefer. And Jeff, this is where I realize that they may be trafficking marijuana. They keep talking about the reefer, Joe. Because the first time I watched this, I didn't get that because they never show the <laughs> they never show the reefer. So okay. I just think. It's only TV dinners. And Jeff, you have to understand how I feel halfway through this movie when I think that this whole racket involves stealing TV dinners. Joe, it's it's a huge TV dinner racket. They have an entire city set up just to steal TV dinners. 
well, they're eating the TV dinners later, and you're like, oh, okay, so this that's this whole operation. They just wait for frozen food trucks to come through. Well, they and then they need the reefer to make them actually want to eat the TV dinners. That, right. Because you notice the kid doesn't want to eat it because they're not going to give the kid marijuana. That would be insane. The kid doesn't want to eat it. So you can taste how shit it is. Yeah, but everybody else is high off their butts. So at this point, I realized they're trafficking marijuana, and the movie makes just a little bit more sense than it did the second time, the first time around. Uh, he's also transporting TV dinners, though, as I said before. Uh, and then him and his brother, Billy and JD. Oh, <laughs> Joe, Reefer just refer- refers to a refrigerated trailer. Oh, no. <laughs> really? So it is only the TV dinners? Because I was thinking, I was like, they wouldn't have a protagonist be smuggling false, weed. false alarm so jeff it's okay but let me let me go with this reefer thing I'll, I'll there'll be some spoilers here there's a point where he gets to the town and they say he has an overloaded car he's also yeah. a load so i assume oh it's overloaded because there's marijuana in there oh like they snuck it in there that's why it weighs more than it's supposed to also i assumed that that's why he's nervous around the cops. That's why he runs and busts out the window over a $250 fine. We'll get there. That was amazing. <laughs> Everything made sense because they were trafficking drugs. Now nothing no, makes sense again. It's, it's just frozen food. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have... It's food. it's 1977. They wouldn't have the protagonist of a movie uh, you know, like this be a drug runner. They wouldn't that's, do that. That's what I assumed, but then like once I heard Reefer, I was like everything started clicking into place. But nope. apparently, false alarm there. Um, no, Joe, this is. I just want to say this is this scene right here is very Fast and the Furious levels of just handing somebody way too much vehicle for them. Because like uh, JD comes up and he watches his brother Billy just wipe out. Like he just wipes out while he's while on he's a bike on his bike, and then he's like, "All right, go ahead, drive this 18 wheeler." Yeah, with like, a full uh, load of TV dinners. Yeah, with a full load, which. I mean, is that legal? Is Can somebody just roll up and be like, hey, uh, I'm here to pick up stuff. Can you just attach it to this 18-wheeler and I'll be on my way? Like, <laughs> I'm feeling there's contracts involved and stuff. There's probably suspicion right yeah. away when that happens. But nope, they um, love diesel dirt biker. And they also remember that classic jingle. If it's from Shelly, it's good for your belly. Remember, guys, if it's from Shelly, it has Shelly on the box. Best TV dinners you'll ever eat in your life. 20% off promo code reactionaries. Hashtag reactionaries. Reactionaries Hashtag 20. <laughs> reactionaries 20 for 20%. Right. Uh, right. There's always a number at the end. Yeah. Um, Billy and JD part ways, and we get a good country trucking montage. Just good old-fashioned country trucking. Lots of trucker jargon is Billy CB's red. Uh, no, wait. Red dog. Yeah, Red Dog says out. the chicken coops aren't looking aren't looking fun, Joe. Okay, good, good to. I did not write that down. <laughs> it all passed right through the skull, and um, yeah, who turns out to be a nefarious highway patrolman? Uh huh. This Red Dog, um, who reroutes Billy one twenty down to five up into the hills. Yep, and this is where I learned that this is this movie takes place around Manteca, California. Because yes. my sister, my sister used to live. You take 99 south, 120 over. She lived off of 120 
99125 in California. And we've established this is California because it's obviously Texas City, California. Clearly. Which Texas City is Manteca, which means my sister's city was founded by uh, Gypsies. Uh, cartel. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Western Frozen Gypsies. Foods Cartel. Yes, correct. Um, have we have we oh, we'll get to that i was gonna say have we checked your family tree we'll get to that um so uh oh one more thing uh mantica mm-hmm. infamous home of the water slide joe the water slides are no more <gasps> yeah i only thought there was ever one slide <laughs> <laughs> it's just one slide Mantica they all take slide. turns it's a very Singular. long line what water slide very tall it's not even that tall it's only like no it's, it's very medium level tall <laughs> it's like eight feet tall and everybody just wants to go down it right because they drove all this fucking way yeah so they anyway. were promised water slides they're like well we're, we're here we might as well just a bunch of angry people waiting in line for a water slide <laughs> like, i was tricked uh billy says he's overweight but he looks pretty svelte to me yeah, he's a skinny dude. He needs to lighten up on himself. He's a uh, he's a uh, not feeling very uh, uh, good about his his image. Well, your nailed body is I nailed that you. landing. You sure did. Knocked it knocked it into the dirt. <laughs> uh, now we're at the restaurant, and, and I cried laughing. Jeff, this is a great scene. <laughs> so JD is talking to his trucker friend about his very serious medical condition. Loss of smell. Anosmia? Uh-oh. That's a symptom Was of that COVID. an actual thing? That's a symptom of COVID. Yeah, anosmia is when you lose your sense of smell. But ah. it's a symptom of COVID, Joe. Well, nausea is what I had when I looked into this guy's mouth. Because he is a bumpkin. <laughs> this guy is crazy. He's dressed like... It's 1977. I have to remind you. He looks like a cowboy. His stank comes through the screen. This man yes. is not showered. Well, it's because he was hauling a barnyard of pigs. Ah, yes, that's what it is. Yeah. And did you see Chuck Norris's shirt in this scene, by the way? I always assume it's made of jean. It is a V. It is a capital V V neck. It is a V for vendetta says that's too much V V neck. V to V to the navel. V to the navel. A Jennifer Lopez at the uh, em, at the Emmys V. Yes. It is a monstrous V. Full cleave showing. That's right. V. Uh, JD asks about Strode. His friend tells him that he's a local smoky for Texas City, a town that hustles truckers for bribes. Yep. The waitress comes to get their orders, calls JD a refined and educated man, and the other guy riffraff. They are both truckers, as far as I know. They are pretty much the same, except one chooses to dress like a cowboy. Everything else about them is the same. They are on the same level to me. (laughs) (laughs) Waitress's name is Pearl. Uh, Elroy. That's such that's that's a every diner is named Pearl or uh, Midge. But Jeff, notice how many names we've already gotten, like five names. Yeah, we're we're about to like crazy. We're about to get another one. Elroy. Elroy. Classic. Uh, Everyone remembers Elroy. Elroy arrives to tell jd that some guy wants to challenge him even though he's the champ yeah and i thought it was at pool i was very confused because he's waiting in the pool hall that's exactly yeah. what i thought he's like yeah. he's over by the pool table saying he can beat you champ and i'm like ah oh, does chuck norris play pool in this movie that'd be kind of a cool little offshoot scene not so fast the challenger arrives he uh 
he's the fattest, gayest bar ruffian I've I've ever seen. Kaminsky, I he is a right said Fred after ninety cheeseburgers. Mesh tank top, bald head mustache combo, the works, the yeah. works. It's incredible, and his and his his buddy is dressed like a pirate. Buddy has the pirate hat on. <laughs> I feathered. called him en- Ensign Jack Sparrow. <laughs> feathered, feathered pirate cap. Uh, one of them has you know a fully leather. Uh, he's like cap. a leather daddy. Like, he's a leather daddy. Yeah, dude, it is wild what's going on in this diner. <laughs> and then I realized everybody in this movie has a like a comic book style outfit because you notice like every superhero in a comic book has a very distinct features that pop out so when you're in a faraway scene you'd be like oh that's thor that's iron man every character in this movie is like that yeah that's so they have, Kaminsky, that's yeah. pirate guy yeah they have distinct features even elroy has a yes. distinct feature because he has like the toothpick thing that he's doing he's got the the distinct hat so i was like oh everybody in this movie it's just like a comic book like they're did set he have up a just red like, did he have a red cap on he had a cap. I don't remember what color it was, but it was distinctive. I want to say it was yellow and black, but I might be misremembering. Could be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, this fat, uh, bald guy with the mesh tank top, his name is Kaminsky. Mm-hmm. So we get oh, another name. I know I said he was gay. Jeff, just imagine the bear of all bears. That's what this guy is. Dude, he is just a, yeah, he's a massive bald guy with a mustache and in a black mesh shirt. Like I said, See it's through. right. Look up Too Sexy, Right Said Fred, and then double that guy's weight. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, JD turns him down, but Kaminsky threatens to rip his head off, and I'm suddenly very uncomfortable with this scene. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it takes a real harsh turn really fast. Uh, JD finishes his lunch. His trucker friend is really into Kaminsky's arms, and Pearl is still trying to convince us that JD is intelligent. Or maybe she's just making a crack about the other guy's bald head. Wait, am I the idiot here? I run my nose. Maybe she you're points, the idiot here. She points to his head and she says, yeah, but it's up here. Well, it's Chuck Norris's head. Yeah, but it's what's up here that counts. And first I'm like, dude, stop. We don't think he's smart. But then I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's a bald joke. Maybe it's a bald joke. But this is when I still think they're talking about pool. I'm like, what is he just going to really ma-? like? They're like, look how big his arms are. It's like, is he just going to like really match up? <laughs> just just fling it into ball. each pocket yeah yeah like, do that thing that like really bad pool players do where they just knock it around the table as hard as they can and wait for it to hit an angle where it hits a, a pocket just see what happens yeah that's what I, i'm like why why does it matter how big and strong this guy is and then right. i'm like uh we'll find out later we shall uh billy gets cut off by a cop car mm-hmm Cut off is being generous. Billy <laughs> almost is involved in insurance fraud involving a cop car because he is driving down the road. This cop car just flies out and just slams on the brakes right in front of him. Right. Yes. Cuts him off for sure. Uh, the cop sends Billy on another detour, which is completely off road this time, um, like into the brush, basically. Yeah. And they're like, oh, take that road. It Calling it a road is generous. Even like in the 1800s, they'd be like, well, you know, we're starting a wagon trail here. It's not really that put together yet. Let's search for another dude. The, <laughs> the fucking Donner Party wouldn't have taken this road. They would have been like, let's search for a more treaded path. Yeah, this, We've this had is a, a little journey so far. <laughs> let's not make it tougher. Um, he enters Texas City, Billy does, mm-hmm. and is immediately pulled over. Yeah. Uh. 
back to the diner bar, whatever. This is way too many ta- mesh tank tops to be a coincidence. This is 100% a gay club attached to a diner. It's a it's a gay trucker diner. It's a very specific clientele. Yes, it is California, all right? Yeah, you know how they go out there. California. Eh? Uh, it's the only logical answer is what I put in my notes. Uh, a guy is taking bets. Yep. Uh, it was flat brim cap guy from before. Yes, only black guy. <laughs> the only black guy. There's also that. Um, Pearl is showing the new girl the ropes. Uh, look sad and show off your ass. That, that's the rule. And then a really creepy guy eating a white bread sandwich proves that it works. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Earl is Earl is hassling her for some coffee from off screen. Yeah, I don't know why this part exists. This <laughs> this is the last like we see Pearl one more time. We don't see this other waitress ever again. Pearl They're plays like, a pivotal moment in the next scene. She does, but we're like establishing stuff that doesn't matter. That that Earl is hassling her for coffee. Yeah, this doesn't matter. And to like keep your head up and and all this stuff. This is the uh, uh, cutting over to the military compound in against the dark of this movie. It's like, why are we here? What is going on? It's the Senate scenes of 300. It's like, why are we here? What is going on? Oh yeah. It's to cut up the, uh, the trial that's, that's about to take place. Uh, the Billy's trial by combat. Oh yes. I, th- I was thinking, I thought you meant the arm wrestling, but yes, Billy's trial. This movie turns into a hard, like a few good men style movie uh, with a little dash of my cousin Vinny for two seconds and, and a, and a sprinkling of Texas chainsaw massacre as well. But um, so is this question, big question before we go any further here, is Earl the one that grabs the ass <laughs> before we go into the next scene? Probably. I would have to say so. Cause like, why would they name a guy and then have not have him show up? I mean, Earl sounded much angrier and this guy looks like he's enjoying life to its fullest. That's true. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Earl, Earl's an angry guy. No, because she was going to Earl. So yeah, Earl would have like punched her in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, glad we got that out of the way. Yes, totally pointless. This is your point. <laughs> yes, completely pointless. Uh, Billy's been detained, and his truck has been impounded. It is a perishable load. That's why Billy's so nervous. Yeah, because it's the weed. Oh, no, wait. It's just the reefer full of lunch, uh, frozen dinners. Yes, the reefer full of Salisbury steaks. Uh, the judge arrives, has his own personal hat duster offer. Yeah, With this hat. He gets it dusted off by his his companion. His his uh, yeah, his, his uh, bailiff, I guess. But, Joe, this is what we need to talk about. Texas City. Uh-huh. It's straight out of the 1850s. Looks like, yeah. Looks and like it was 1850s Western town. And it was just founded because this guy founds it. It's not like it's remnants. It's like they had yeah, there's the materials like, to buy that, to ma- build it for real. And they like chose to build it this way. Yeah. There's like prostitutes with like uh, low cut frilly dresses kind of hanging out of windows. <laughs> yeah. People, people only play piano. Yeah, there's a guy playing piano. <laughs> yeah, there's no piano. There's no music in the town, but piano. There's, there's a guy like making wooden coffins, like hammering <laughs> wooden coffins. 
There's just horses everywhere. Horses running. Dude, there are horses running wild in this movie. That's true. There are horses in this movie. And they play a very analogous role. But it's this conservatively, this this town was built in 1950, if that late. Right. And they choose to build it like an 1850s, like frontier town, except they have a giant junkyard big enough to hide an 18 wheeler in it, not just park an 18 wheeler in it, hide an 18 wheeler in it. So this junkyard is conservatively like three times as big as this town. This town is a junkyard with a town attached. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It should be like 75% junkyard. Yeah, this thing is huge because he hid the 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 18-wheeler in it and Chuck Norris didn't immediately know where it was. Well, and you was... have to assume they're crushing these. Yes. So they probably have hundreds of these crushed trucks. Yeah. Which they takes a lot, a lot of space. Oh, yeah, dude. I've been to a lot of junkyards. I've been to a lot of them. And they're all huge. Well, except for a couple. But you wouldn't be able to hide an 18-wheeler in one. They can't just send this to some parts place like for parts because they're stealing these trucks. Well, yeah. And they're the ones meeting them out for parts. Cause we find out we find, he buys a radiator from them later. So they're, That's they're, right. taking, they're taking the parts. They're selling the parts. Um, but then so what to do with the scrap metal? They, they're going to sell it when we find out later in our town hall that happens uh, in the yes. middle of this movie, where we get <laughs> the financials of the town. Yeah. They, we find out they're going to sell the scrap metal. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Judge arrives. Judge is drunk as shit during these proceedings. Very hammered. On Wild Turkey, the official booze of this movie, because it shows up a few times. Does he drink the Wild Turkey in the bar? I think he, yeah, he drinks Wild Turkey in the... He has it in the courtroom. It's one of the last three characters standing in this movie. Is <laughs> the bottle of Wild Turkey? Bottle of Wild Turkey. It, and then it it, it dies. <laughs> a painful a noble, death. A noble death. Uh, Officer Bowles is there. Uh, he is the designated fly swatter as well as being mm-hmm. his hat duster offer. Yeah, this guy has the just the punk role in this town. There's only like three authority. Oh, yeah. You think he's more punk than Strode? No, he is. No, he is. There's three authority figures. There's the judge. Yeah. There's Strode and Bowles. And Bowles is at the bo- by far at the bottom of that. Jeff, there is judge. Then space then Bowles, then more space than Strode. No, Strode outranks Bowles. Not a chance. Everyone is, you only think that because everyone's always talking about Strode. Strode has to get sent out to go catch a 10-year-old and then gets his <laughs> ass chewed out for not catching him. But Strode is a sergeant and Bowles is a deputy. Wait a minute. <laughs> you paid attention to rank in this movie? <laughs> oh, no, it's just listed in their IMDb. Oh, okay. He's okay. Sergeant Strode and Deputy Bowles. So Strode outranks Bowles. I don't know. Bowles plays by his own rules, except when he's swatting flies and dusting hats. He's a wild card sometimes. He's, <laughs> sometimes. he's the why of wild cards. He, he knows <laughs> when to keep it under his hat. That's right. Uh, he's only sometimes a wild card. Yeah. When are we going to learn police officers are stretched too thin in this country? I know, Joe. They have too many responsibilities. Swatting flies. Dusting uh, hats, dust, dust hats uh, beating up innocent bystanders named Wesley. I'm not making a political thing. Where do they find the time? <laughs> yeah, I know. They're stretched too thin, Joe. Billy is charged with speeding, 
Failure to post name in proper place. Failure to keep a log. Having an overweight truck and resisting arrest. And I don't like his face. That's another charge. Another charge. Don't like like his face. Joe, I'm going to say, I don't think these are legal and lawful. Oh, Jeff. Wait for it. (laughs) Uh, But no, I don't think they are. (laughs) Billy channels his inner Phil Collins and claims it's all been a pack of lies. Billy explains, but Judge ain't having it. Judge does not want to listen. He's saying, Judge, Judge, uh, this is a pack of lies. He's and... like, I got a barmaiden to cheat on my wife with in, in 15 minutes. I got to get out of here. That barmaiden, we'll get there. That is, uh, uh, that's a bar that only exists if you're literally the only bar within miles. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so now we're back to the restaurant, and only the toughest tough guys wear turquoise bracelets. That's right. The Polish Angel, Joe. Polish Angel Kaminsky wearing a turquoise bracelet. Us Poles, us Polacks, I can say that. It's my word. Us Polacks, we love turquoise, Joe. It's your it's, stone. It's, it's shiny. Spiritual. It's a spiritual stone for you. Yeah. The joke is, is that it's not shiny and Pol- Polish people are stupid. That's why I said it's shiny. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I whiff. It's another one I joke. I can make yep. them. Those are my people. I love it. And so can everyone else because they're stupid. And they'll never That's understand. right. <laughs> my family came over here on a submarine. And I got to tell you, all the screen doors, it did not make it an easy trip. <laughs> oh, boy. I love it. Um, Pearl. Oh, JD and Kaminsky are arm wrestling. That's what we got here. That's why we got a close up of the turquoise bracelet. Um, so not pool. Uh, Pearl is ignoring her tables to watch the match. <laughs> She's just like hovered over the table, like yeah. throwing down ones, the crumpled ones she got over the course of the day. And there's like some tourist in the back, you know, it's just like, uh, check. <laughs> Do you guys have apple juice? <laughs> I feel like a fight's about to break out. Can I get the check now? Joe, if you lived in, if you're, if day in and day out, your entire life was just being a truck stop waitress in the middle of nowhere in central California, you too would lose your mind at the sight of arm wrestling and just Fair basically enough. go feral like Pearl Something does. Something different is happening? <laughs> yeah, she snaps. Uh, she snaps. Uh, turns out she has... Uh, betting interests in this game in this match because she shoves the bookie who knocks into the arms and jd wins knocks Mm -hmm. uh, jd into the winner category the bookie calls shenanigans jd (laughs) offers a rematch kaminsky punches jd and now we got a diner brawl go ahead but so we have a clear path here where Pearl knocks it and, and she's the instigating factor of, of JD losing. But Kaminsky, true Polish fashion. Why? How? What does he blame Chuck Norris for doing? Why he lost? Oh, Wait, it's right here. He's, He's trying to hypnotize him. Correct. There is a clear sequence of events that causes Kaminsky's loss. But he's like, no. You're trying to hypnotize me. You're trying to do magic on me, Chuck Norris. That's right. He used he used his magic. He's not a very good representation of my people. Uh, 
Yeah, he's also just not that into you, bro. All right. Yeah, they got to hold hands for like ten minutes, but that's it. That's it. Accept, accept it, and move on, Kaminsky. Cope. Cope. Uh, don't turn into the Polish devil on us all hey, of a sudden. Hey, hey, the Polish <laughs> devil. The Polish devil is real, and he terrorizes the Warsaw <laughs> countryside. Do not joke about the Polish devil. He's the one that replaced all those steel doors on the submarine with screen doors. He's a he's a crafty one. <laughs> uh, Kaminsky claims. Oh no, I said that. Pearl warns JD that Kaminsky's sneaking up behind him. So JD takes him out with his puppet legs. No joke. Go back watch. Are you're not even debating it, are you? His puppet legs. He has puppet legs. They're not real legs. <laughs> This is your conspiracy theory. This is this this is your Alex Jones moment. They're like, they're not real legs. Jeff, it's in the documents. I watched it. It's all admitted. Times, multiple angles. No way these are real legs. These are stuffed puppet legs, stitched up to the waist and flying around like like limp loose puppet legs. Uh, uh, it's all admitted. It's uh, fake, manufactured, not real. I have Oops. the manuscripts. It's in the documents. <laughs> it's in the documents. I have them. I can't show them to you. Otherwise, I, they'll take me out for for showing you guys they were puppet legs. But Google Chuck Norris puppet legs and you'll <laughs> see everything. It's all admitted. Okay, but seriously, the reason that I know it's puppet legs, they don't show. They show every scene where Chuck Norris is fighting full on because he can do all of these stunts on his own. But for whatever reason, this just shows him. It's his back cut off at like halfway up the back. And then you see these little legs flail out. <laughs> Just like this, and they knock Kaminsky back into a wall. Uh, best best moment of the movie, hands down. It's so, good. JD scolds Elroy for putting him in that position, and then leaves. Yeah, and he he has blood but no cut, which makes me wonder if it was somebody else's blood that was on his lip. Because oh, he's okay. bleeding, his lip is bleeding, and then he just the next scene he's fine. There's no cut. Well, Kaminsky tried to kiss him. And then he was like, whoa, bro. And it bit his lip a little bit. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Um, in the midst of the fight, of the wrestling. Uh, Billy is slowly realizing something is wrong here in this town and assaults a patrolman with his baton and then escapes through the window after the judge finishes his creepy rant. Very creepy rant. And not the only, the first or last creepy rant that this judge goes on. This is a very weird person, this judge. No, he can't fill time fighting, so he has to fill time with creepy rants. Yeah, so he take yeah he takes the baton away from the the cop. Yes. This like a hundred and twelve pound soaking wet person. Yeah, teenager. Just, <laughs> teenager, and just beats them both up. And Joe, I want to know about this town's laws because he was either two hundred fifty dollars or two hundred fifty days. Two hundred fifty days in jail. This is 1977. Yes. That sounds like, again, an 1850s sentence. A dollar a day. A dollar a day. Is, it would cost them more to feed him per meal. Yes. I mean, knowing how much a Motel 6 costs, I think I'd rather go to jail for 250 days. <laughs> Dude, long term, you know, see if you can get a work release program going. Maybe you get three square meals. Even if it's Joe. just two, it's it's a bargain. Even if it's one for a dollar a day, dollar a day, (laughs) Uh, you get somebody to talk to because the jail cell is right there. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
it's super easy to break out of because it's just one of those stupid stone bri- or brick walls that someone can smash right through with the back end of a truck. Would somebody, Joe, but nobody would be able to drive a, a big rig through this town. Uh, I beg to differ. What? Uh, <laughs> so check your notes, sir. So uh, Billy hops out the window. Everything goes crash. And he begs the butcher for help. But he and the entire town are in on this. You know, yes. we get our goobble gobble, goobble gobble moment. If this had different music, this would belong in last month. Horrifying. Yes. No, everything that's going on in this town is horrifying. But, um, yes, it's got the upbeat kind of ding, 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 ding. And it's like, oh, okay, this is just a wacky town. Instead of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's Dukes of Hazard. Yes. But with different music, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Everyone's covered in blood, and Billy gets captured. Everybody's got a ton of blood on them. It's really weird. And the cops haven't been fighting. The cops uh, really want to do a George Floyd, but they changed their mind. They they try to. But the zooms, Joe, <laughs> the zooms in this this scene are incredible. And we don't see them again. Like the camera is maybe 35 feet away from Billy laying on right. the ground. And it zooms all the way into his, his face. bloody face. Yeah. And they don't even do like the I forget the term where they they bring the camera close as they zoom out for that elongation effect that they do in like um uh, it's do a it tracking a, shot. Yeah, but it's where they zoom in. They zoom out as they move the camera in, so the focus changes. So it's that thing That's where it looks like the 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 background is retreating. They right. didn't even do that. Right. They just they just <laughs> zoomed in with the camera. <laughs> I don't even think they zoomed. I think they just moved the camera they moved in. The camera closer. That's entirely possible too. Um. So. Yeah, everyone's covered in blood, and he's captured. We go back to JD, and he is a martial arts trainer and a meditation leader, which is totally normal. Very, 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 very weird, because he hasn't been there. Who are these people? I don't know. They're his his, uh, subjects. (laughs) His subjects? Is he a cult leader? He could be. They're the truckers that come at the end of the movie. Is Texas City... And Shelly's, are they rival cults? Oh, Shelly Foods is like another Texas Chainsaw Massacre Dude, setup. They're, they are successfully running the business that they're trying to run in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. The Salisbury steak is Sal. Oh, Sal and Barry. <laughs> Sal and Barry. Um, so... Wouldn't you unplug the phone if you were leading a meditation session? Wouldn't that be like step number one? I was thinking about that, but then I realized this movie takes place where you just couldn't reach people. So like if he's if people are looking for his brother, he'd have to leave his phone phone plugged in. Like he couldn't just put it on vibrate. Uh, yeah. Otherwise they couldn't even go to message or something. Yeah. So he's got to, yeah, he's got to do it. So, uh, yeah, but it blows up trying to get third eye, you know, they're trying to train the third eye. Yep, no one's just finds... that semi-charmed life, Joe. They yeah. only got three shockers in, in alignment. They remain third eye blind. Oh, look at you. They were uh, trying to meditate, and and they would be losing a whole year. That you know? that joke. What? That's just how it's. How's it gonna be? These jokes are as lukewarm as third eye blind's music. Joe. Joe. 
14 year old me would be so mad at you right now it's, it's just the jokes are just on in the background they're just it's there just, and i'm like okay <laughs> joe first of all you're about to take a dangerous step off a cliff i wish you would jump back from that ledge my friend oh my <laughs> <laughs> could cut ties with all the lies anywho anywho what that um uh and nightmare on elm street is a good movie <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a lie. the lie I've been living with. That's right. Uh, so this trucker friend is on the other end, and he tells JD that Billy must be in Texas City. We find out his name is Burton. Burton this yeah. is the greasy pig shit covered trucker from the diner earlier. That's right. And who we find, who you told me, is he's a guy. He was God in Star Trek Five. No, that was uh the judge was God in Star Trek Five. He was a racer head. Yeah, this is Eraserhead who's been in basically every David Lynch movie. And Eraserhead was David Lynch's breakthrough film. So he's probably like best friends with David Lynch, this guy. Yeah, and in Twin Twin Peaks and stuff. But yeah, the judge is God in Star Trek V. That's what it was, yeah. Yes. Um, the two Texas City cops are named Strode and Bowles, who will work you from the front and the back. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe that meant something else. I may have called them Stroke and Balls a few times. In my <laughs> yeah, Strode really sounds like it should be slang for something. But when you cover it with, when you follow it with ball, bowls, yes, like, dude, Chode and Balls. You know what you're trying to make me say. <laughs> you know what you're doing, Breaker Breaker. Come on, Breaker Breaker, be better. Uh, Chuck Norris is a hundred percent rock flag and eagle, and he's all out of rocks and flags. This so he puts truck, an eagle on his van. This The shot of this van is Bing. absolutely incredible. Yeah, you just get a, a just a slam shot on a close-up of a painted eagle in the dark. And you're like, yeah. what is this? And then it zooms out to the light, and you find out it's the side of Chuck Norris's van. He's yeah. going to go rescue his brother in. It's the greatest custom job ever. It is amazing. He's had to sling so many Shelly's uh, cannibal foods for that. You know it, baby. It's his pride and joy. Um, another driving montage we get until JD uh, is shot at by hillbillies. Yeah, weird sniper hillbilly bootleggers. Yes, these hillbillies then go to celebrate with a little bit of moonshine. But it's terrible. Like, the guy, like, forces him to drink. He doesn't want it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want it. He's like, no, 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 the best part about this, the best part about the scene is they're out on this ridge and they're just like laughing it up, just shooting the gun, and they're like, all right, we gotta go to work. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> this is their this morning is their break. <laughs> yeah, I like to think they like get up, have a cup of coffee, maybe some bacon and eggs, hang out in the ravine like a couple Tuscan Raiders to shoot at uh, passing by trucks, and they're like. Uh, well, it's 8.55. We got to get to work. <laughs> I was thinking then they go back for every 15-minute break. They're like, oh, I get my 15. And then they go with the gun, shoot a little guy. All right, back to back to, back to to the grind. And then one, it's their version. No, it's their version of smoke breaks. They're like, yes. why does he get 10 minutes to go shoot a gun every two hours? But <laughs> I have to wait for my one 15-minute break. Like, this is ridiculous. Do I have to take up shooting guns to get regular breaks? Right. Ridiculous. <laughs> this is preposterous. Um, a tourist couple are swindled. This is where we see the tourist couple from out of town. 
they get swindled, but the wife is pissed and gets her husband face stomped by Strode. Wait, was it? No, not Strode. This is Bowles, I think. This is Bowles, yeah. Uh, his name what was Wesley. <laughs> it was Wesley. Yeah, it is like, so very, I told you before, Tokyo Drift vibes, where she's yeah. talking trash. Yes. And he, she's writing the checks, and he's got to cash them. And he is not up to the task for cashing them. And he gets worked over by, by Bowles. And once he's already on the ground, he gets boot stomped in the head in the in the face in the face he gets boot stomped in the face wesley is dead or at 100% least 100 percent dead and his wife's just like oh my what's happened here yeah. <laughs> she's holding her little dog she's got a little kicker a little kicker dog, little dog. Yeah. yeah just good god yeah i was like so this is this is the i think this was supposed to show supposed to show us the fate that befell billy but really billy just got tied up right right no dude this is this is all of the how this is how all these marriages end. <laughs> this is exactly how all these marriages end. Well, Zachary Ty Bryan tried to stop that and now he's in jail. Yeah, if you folks want to look that up. Uh so JD comes across the man child uh from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he's kicking a tire around like kicking a tire on the ground and asks him if he's the mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, what uh, I assume every time I see some man child kicking some piece of some part on the ground so i used to so i didn't when i was did auto estimates i didn't always go to body shops sometimes i went to mechanic shops right yeah and in our training they're like well you gotta know who you're talking to they're like usually the boss is out in front kicking a tire furiously for some reason that's the guy in charge that's who you want to go talk to so, Joe, it actually makes a lot of sense that he was just kicking a tire for no reason. Fair enough. Okay, so it all adds up. Um, yeah. s- silly me forever questioning it. Uh, this, oh, so so JD decides to show him how to take off a hubcap. Mm-hmm. The no, he's, he's taking the tire off of the wheel. That's what he's doing. Oh, the wheel, right, the wheel base. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then goes to buy a radiator at the junkyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man child's name is Arnie, and he's handy capable. He is handy capable, but his brother told him to not let anybody see the tires. Yes, he yells at him for talking to people and seeing the tires. Something that never pays off. It never pays off. And also, if you wanted the tires hidden, maybe you don't give them to your brother to play around with in the front yard. <laughs> yes. That is correct. That's like dumping everything into the living room and be like, all right, if anybody comes over, don't let anybody see this stuff, okay? Yeah, it's like like hijacking a truck full of cocaine or a shipment of cocaine, dumping it all in the living room and be like, look, guys, no one can see this stuff. It's setting up it's setting up a meth lab uh, with uh, with uh, just win- floor-to-ceiling window panes. Yeah. <laughs> just being like, all right, guys, we got to keep this secret. Um, so... Yes, so so JD goes off to buy that radiator at the junkyard. Mm-hmm. Um, but first he visits the jail, and there's a guy with a broom who di- who, who directs him to the bar where Judge awaits. Uh, we're now at the bar, and the judge is flirting with the bar te- bar maiden, uh, surrounded by dolls. Very creepy and weird. A very uh, just like real. Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes. Hills have it's eyes 100% vibes. It's Chainsaw Massacre. This yeah. is 
straight out of Chainsaw Massacre. This is another time where different move, different music makes this a very different movie. Totally, totally. But and they're all the music. This is creeping me out. There are like international dolls too. They're like yeah. from all around the world. They keep showing like these two different Asian dolls over and over. It's it's Joe. I'm scared. I'm very very I'm scared, nervous about where this is going. Of this bar. Yeah, and this woman looks like she's dressed like a doll too. So either she yes. thinks she's a doll, or she thinks these people are <laughs> these dolls are alive. The dolls are her, her friends. Yes, her friends and family, because she treats one like a baby later. So either yes. she thinks she's a doll, or she thinks the dolls are alive. Joe, Jeff, I only want a movie centered around this person. I know she's the most interesting character in this whole movie. Fascinating. I want to see I rom com. Between her and uh, Burton. That's what yes. I want to have happen. That's what we need, Joe. Yes. Maybe with, appearance, maybe with appearance by Kaminsky. Maybe he shows up. He shows up. He's he's the gay friend. He's the... He's the <laughs> what, what, is the uh, what do you call the guy um, that weds two people at the end? Oh, uh, he's the efficient? He's the efficient at the end yeah. of the wedding. No, I like it's going to be a 90s rom-com. He's the gay friend. That's what yeah. it's got to be. He's the, he's gay, the gay friend. friend. Yeah. Um, he just wants to find what they have. Yeah. And and the judge is the guy <laughs> that is bad for the barmaid. He's yes, bad he's, for her, but she's got to realize it and fall in love with Burton. He's the rich guy that's like yeah. coming in with all his, you know, chess knowledge and Shakespeare lines. And... He thinks you can buy love. But you can't, Jeff. You can't buy love. Can't buy me love, Joe. Can't buy John, me love. John Lennon, smart man, shot in the back. Very sad. <laughs> um, JD. Okay, so the judge is in there flirting with this girl. He's also a master of puppetry, which makes him the perfect nemesis to JD. Because of his puppet legs. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second. Uh, he'll so he's puppeting is what's happening here. He's got a little hand puppet talking to the puppet. He's like, oh no 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 no, and he's deranged. I mean, <laughs> and then the girl's laughing because she's also sick in the head, and there's just this is just two sick in the head people communicating via puppet, cackling at each other. But Joe, it, how, can we talk about this time 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 the tooth that gnaws away at everything, but is powerless in the face of truth? This uh-huh. is this is what the judge says. Is it Shakespeare? Or did he make this up? This is Thomas Huxley, Joe. Ooh. Who Thomas Huxley? You know his brother Aldous Huxley. Sure do. Who wrote Brave New World? Yes. But what you don't know, Joe, I'm gonna crack your skull open real quick right here. Oh, I'm ready for it. I think I know where you're going with this. Thomas Huxley is involved in. He is a key figure in right wing conspiracies about the new world order and programming because he was a biologist, a geneticist, and his brother's book, Brave New World, was uh, what they call lesser magic or predictive programming because what the globalists – I listen to a lot of a podcast that breaks down Alex Jones. Uh, Uh What the globalists do is they can do whatever they want, but – in order for it to work, they have to advise you that it's going to happen first. So that's when you see little hints in media uh-huh. of like Lady Gaga covering her eye is an Illuminati, uh-huh. Illuminati thing. That all goes back to this central conceit that starts with Thomas Huxley and Aldous Huxley trying to depopulate uh-huh. the world and usher in the new world order before it was called that. So this quote 
goes deep. I was like, I, I looked it uh-huh. up and I was like, no, this can't be Thomas Huxley. So, Joe, uh-huh. it's in the documents. Joe, Joe. Jeff, uh, pro tip. Anytime you hear me or really anyone else saying, uh-huh, uh-huh. Joe, I, can't <laughs> I had to get this out. I know, I know what you were, I know, I know what you were doing, but do I care? I was I trying to derail the truth is what I was trying to do. We were trying to derail the truth. And Joe, also, this was his, the judges, uh, Orson Welles, Paul Mason commercial moment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> back to, back to a, a much more, uh, much less insane reference. This is, <laughs> this, oh, Paul Mason wines. I, I was just trying to climb out of the rabbit hole with you, bud. Nope. <laughs> um. He also knows basic Shakespeare, which qualifies him to be king of this shithole town. He is the smartest man there, which Arnie is the second smartest, possibly. So it's not saying much. <laughs> Army is Arnie is a vice <laughs> vice chancellor. Um, he tells the barmaiden to find out who JD is and then he's, uh, leaves. He's the, star of Scrubs. He's the champion of arm wrestling at Pearl's Diner. Duh. Duh. Ever heard of it? Ever heard of it? Pearl's he, Diner? He beat the Polish Angel. Nobody he beat the Polish Polish Angel <laughs> Kaminsky. <laughs> Number 21, uh, going to Duke. Going to Duke. JD visits the impound lot, haggles with the car parts guy, ask him if he's seen Billy's truck, then hassles about the installation. Yeah, because he wants he wants the radiator is $64.72, which for a used radiator is a reasonable pl- price in 2019 and 2020. I don't, I don't look at them anymore, but it's a reasonable price, and it's out of control that this is what a, a a used radiator costs in this town. I am with JD here. This is in a preposter- 1977. This so is a interesting. Price. Because my next note is I'm with the grease monkey here. You don't get to call the shots when you show up with a radiator full of bullet holes. Yeah, you're. What, what's funny in this is he's like, here's your money. And he just like walks away. He's like, you better deliver that. I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. I'd be like, I have the money. I have the money. I have, <laughs> and the radiator. This this is like, so uh, about a decade ago at Candlestick. Um, we're at a 49ers game and a guy, you remember Candlestick has no cup holders. Yes. So people put their beers on the ground. Right. My mother-in-law accidentally kicks a guy's beer over. Okay. And he flips out. She has no idea this happens. He flips out. He's screaming at us. And I'm like, all right, dude, my bad. Here's 11 bucks. Cause they were like 1075. I was like, here's 11 bucks. My bad. Whatever. Right. And um, he's like, go buy me one. I was like, Dude, no, it's a long line. It was an accident. You really shouldn't have had your beer there. I was like, I was like, I know you don't sit here because these are our season tickets. Put the beer in the back. Like, don't put it in the front. It's gonna get kicked over. Put it in the back. And um, he's like, No, I need you. You, you gotta go buy me one. And I'm like, Dude, I gave you the money for it. And so he pulls out a bunch of a, a money clip, and he's like, I don't need your money. Go buy me a beer. I'm like, I'm not gonna go buy you a beer. So he takes my money. He rips it in half and throws it at me. And he's, you know, and he's just like, Whatever. And so I realized at the end, I'm like, so you have no beer and I still have my $10. Right. <laughs> I'm like, cause he well, thinks by ripping it in half, it's no, no longer useful. Yeah. So that's the same logic here where he's like, you better deliver it. And then he walks away. He's like, well, I have the radiator and the $65. So, 
So And we're a town that operates off of stealing shit from people. So I think I'm just going to steal the money. And there's no receipt. I could just say, what $65? You never paid me for this radiator. I mean, I'm town treasurer. So, like, the judge is going to take my side. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not a smart move by Chuck Norris, but it works. By the way, car parts guy is the town treasurer. So. He is the town treasurer. But, Joe, it works. They're criminals. Yes. They're not monsters. They're still businessmen because he manages Chuck Norris's gambit works. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so Arnie's brother, he, he meets with Strode and Bowles to give them info on JD. Uh, and they realize that JD is Billy's brother. Um, is this when he... He overhears Strode and Bowles talking shit about Arnie. Uh, no, that a, that's that's later, and it's his his cousins. I think he hears overhears talking because he's like, I don't. Oh, want you're you. right. You're yeah, right. Those that's later. Yeah, that's his cousin. That's the the guys who shot at um shot at, at, JD. at JD. Yeah, yeah. So that comes later. Uh, Arnie bumps into JD in town while riding his tricycle. Yeah, and it's right. a tricycle. This is why I was like, this this town is conservatively 10 to 15 years old because Arnie has the same exact thing. Right. And he hasn't grown up because Arnie is, what, 30, maybe? 25? Yeah, about early 30s, I would think. Yes. And he was an adult at the beginning. So this town's maybe, at most, 15 years old. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> um, If not less. I mean, if he's, like, early 30s, maybe it's, like, 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, Arnie gives him his radiator... Because he's delivering it. Um, he probably... <laughs> you know what probably happened here? The guy was just like, oh, I have the money. And I got this fucking radiator. I don't have to give it. But then, like, he just gives it to Arnie to, like, play with. Yeah, like, hey, Arnie, go beat this up with a tire iron. He was kicking and then Arnie's it. like, I got a mission! <laughs> Arnie was just going to kick it, uh, like right. the tire. Because that's, that's what mechanics do. Right. Uh, so Arnie gives him the radiator... But JD decides to passively, aggressively interrogate a retarded man. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get a lot of good information out of Arnie. He because Arnie tries to get away. Arnie's like, "Oh, I got more deliveries." <laughs> and like JD's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> like holds onto the handle. What deliveries? I don't know. He just doesn't want to reveal that he knows where uh, JD's brother is. Oh, but that's then true. you see Chuck Norris, JD, who's the protagonist of this film, the one that we're supposed to relate to. Hold a retarded man's trike bars in place <laughs> and stop yeah. him from leaving. And interrogate him. This is real uh, Dominic Toretto uh, turning. Joe, is Arnie the guy who Dominic Toretto beat up in Fast and Furious? Jeff, is Arnie Dominic Dog. Toretto's father? <laughs> I think he is. It's all coming back together. All tying together. This town uh, is all about family, Joe. I would just like to remind this you. This whole movie is about family, Jeff. It's about family. Whole, not just the town. It is all about family. The whole movie is about family. Fast and Furious, zero. Breaker, breaker. <laughs> zero hour. Breaker, breaker. Uh, Arnie starts telling JD that his brother's a mechanic. Uh, no, a meanie. Yeah. But, but the butcher scares him off before he can reveal any more information. This butcher's entire job is to just be just hang out the side of his 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 building and just be menacing. That's all he does in this movie. That's so true. <laughs> he just stands in the doorway and is menacing. 
Yeah, covered in like blood, like old blood. He hasn't slaughtered. He has not butchered a legit piece of meat for like 10 years. Joe, the town's vegan. <laughs> right. Just, the town's entirely vegan, but he's just got a blood covered uh, apron just to remember the good old days. Uh, the judge is teaching the bartendress, is what I call her, but she's bar maiden. Bar maiden, uh, yeah. How to play chess. Strode and Bowles tell the judge he's moving the pieces for her. She's not yeah, actually. She's doing just anything sitting there herself. giggling and he's just like, ha 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 ha. Uh, then Strode and Bowles arrive and tell the judge what they know. Judge orders them to bring JD in on a 3670, which is willfully evading a speed trap. Joe, these are trumped up charges. I will not stand for them. I call on the court to toss out these charges. Yes, court shenanigans. Uh, JD visits the diner for some coffee. This is the diner uh, in Texas City. For some coffee and food, but the cook gives him the out-of-towner menu. He orders a donut that makes a very mediocre joke about cream that the waitress finds hilarious. Joe... This diner guy is amazing. He like Let's comes storming. Yeah, he comes storming out. He's like, wrong menu. It is like <laughs> slams the menu into his hand. And then uh, JD he wants asks, to use the phone. Yeah. And uh, Arlene, right? That's her the name. Waitress. Arlene. Yeah. The yeah, waitress, the waitress is like, it's in the back. He's like, it's broken. Like, yeah. Cuts her off. He's like, yeah. it's broken. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's uh, amazing. And this is, is this where he, he's like, this whole town is out of order. No, because he says, oh, I'm sorry, he doesn't say it's broken. He says, out of order. Yeah. And then JD channels his inner Al Pacino and says, yeah. this whole damn town is out of order. Yeah. I, like, stood up and I was like, bravo, bravo. To which I say, is everyone in this family a fucking hack? They all rip lines off of more popular movies. Joe, this is just remember this other thing. But Joe, and also, yeah, fucking, we, between... JD and his Pacino and uh, his brother Billy and his Phil Collins and uh, the judge and the Shakespeare. Everyone's just ripping everybody off in this movie. Yeah, it's a classic Martini joint. It's yeah. it's just other other movies. Um, yes, but he gets mad and he doesn't take the donut with him. That seems like bad uh, he, bad move. The, <laughs> it also continues the trend. Chuck Norris does not need to eat Joe. That's true. In Hellbound, he did not eat for like four days in Israel. That's very true. But in this movie, we do see him eat a small side salad. Oh, that's right. He does need the small side salad. And then the sandwich that he just kind of leaves there. The sandwich he leaves. is It's like fries with a burger. Sometimes you don't eat the fries. Yeah. So you're, you're there for the side salad. You want the you want the iceberg lettuce, the wedge of tomato, the three red onion rings, two who, croutons. Who needs empty calories, Jeff? Ranch from a jug. <laughs> uh, Strode and Bowles rough up JD outside of the bar. Then JD beats them up and escapes. Yeah, this was the scene that I saw that I was like, Joe, we need to do Breaker Breaker. It was this scene with the two the two on one cops. Was this the in the trailer? Is what you're saying? No, it was just a clip on YouTube when I was watching through it. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the two shooters from earlier are talking shit about Arnie. This is where the, mm -hmm. but then they bump into his brother, Wade. His brother's name is Wade. 
Um, I think they're also cousins. Wade tells them to shut up and keep his brother's name out of their mouth. Yeah. But, so, Jeff. <laughs> yes, Jeff. I, Do you want me to talk to you more about Thomas Huxley? Is that what you're going to ask? No, about? I dare you to draw a family tree for this movie as we continue through these notes, because this is where it really gets off the rails. Joe, I will not. I refuse. I will not be doing that, Joseph. It is the most challenging part of watching this movie is keeping track of who's related to who. Here, here's, if, if here's you saw what I a visual, it would just be all their names and just lines going everywhere. It, just it, would, look like, it would look like a crazy room. It would look like the, the Pepe Silvia scene, but it's a, a family Pepe tree. Silva. Yeah. So Joe, here's here's yes. what I did to track the the uh, the family tree. I okay. didn't care. I okay. Didn't do it. Okay, but it's it. a humongous part of this movie. To say you don't care about what is arguably one of the the key points of this movie. <laughs> I don't care. It's, is interesting. Um so JD bumps into Arlene who gives him a ride to her place to use her phone. Arlene has her son with her. Uh, he calls Burton, JD does, to give him the rundown. Arlene starts asking questions, which leads to walks in the unkempt field, uh, which leads to more walks, which leads to leaning on the old oak tree. Of course. Uh, this relationship is moving in real time. <laughs> yes, this is a, a in the middle of our action movie, Joe, we have a montage of them falling in love. Of two people getting to know each other. <laughs> That's right. That's what we need in the middle of this action movie. Also, we get her husband's name, which is Howard. And I can't express how much appreciation I have for a movie that drops a dead guy's name who never appears on screen. Joe, the town is named after Howard. How? It's Tex. It's Tex. This town is named after her husband. The kid is like we nine don't know, years We don't know that yet. She just said Howard. Well, we don't yeah, get that reveal. You kind of revealed the bacon a little early. Is that a saying? Uh, I make it them is, up now. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> I just like making them up now. Joe, here's the thing about Thomas Huxley. Okie doke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I derailed you. Um, so the judge is heading up a town hall or, um, while George... The Grease Monkey lays out the financials. This is where we find out the Grease Monkey George is the the uh, treasure. This is insane. This scene is insane. It's, <laughs> Jeff, it's, but Jeff, we we also get Wilfred. <laughs> this town is a crime syndicate, and they have town hall meetings where they discuss the financials. And he's like, <laughs> and. <laughs> And he's like, well, you know, we got about 20 pounds of crushed cars that we're, we're going to set it to market. Not quite sure what the market price of the sheet metal is yet. It's, it's very detailed. He's talking about profit margins. He's talking about revenues. This is all very technical financial language. He's like, if this was in 2020, you'd have like, all right, everybody check your power. These, I got a PowerPoint presentation. Right. right. Everyone open up your, your files. Yeah. Jeff, yeah, this- I was tracking it. It all... It all evens out. It all it all lays out. It all dude. balances out. This is like, is it is it? I think it's the wire, where he's like, "Are you writing down the details of a criminal conspiracy?" <laughs> like, that's yeah. what this feels like. Um, yes. So <laughs> we also get Wilfred, who is like the second half of this financial, um, uh, 
uh, who lays out the financials for the moonshine aspect of this town. Why do they make moonshine, Joe? The production numbers. He has production numbers of like how many gallons of moonshine. Yeah. But they're projected to, to I think, double that. <laughs> right. We foresee that the market will open up in the next five years. Joe, it's 1970s California. You can Unbelievable. Just, they show Coors Light in this movie. Or just Coors. They show Coors in this movie. There is right. no need for moonshine. Nobody is buying moonshine. No. They're Which is... Buy- yeah. Dude, the people who live there don't even want it. They're, when yeah. they're done shooting people. Yeah, they shoot people and they're they. We didn't. We kind of skip past that. He's like, taste this, and he just takes a big mouthful of moonshine and spits it out. Spits yeah, it of out. course it tastes terrible. It's a mouthful of moonshine. Right, in these like dirty little like beakers and stuff. Yeah, it was clear white. It was like a, oh. a like silt was in it. But Dude. yeah. Yeah, so they have projections. 50 gallons of moonshine a day. Why it's are they making moonshine? It's an insane scene. Yeah, <laughs> it really it's is. ridiculous. So and JD, the thing is, is they stop down this action movie. Yes. They're like, all right, let's downshift. Let's talk the logistics of this town. It's this like, is a rapid downshift. This is almost breaking the car, how quick they downshift. It's like how uh, uh, J, uh, Tolkien, he started with, he made an elven language. That's how he started. And then he wrote an entire book around it. Yeah, dude. The guy um, who made this movie started with the financials of this small town and then built an entire movie around it. There's probably so much fan fiction out there on oh, Breaker dude. Breaker. Totally. Rule 34 everywhere about Breaker Breaker. Except the fan fiction is all like city codes and ordinances. <laughs> <laughs> just, It's just text of uh, truck drivers talking to each other. Legal, yes, and, and manuscripts of truck, truck driver conversations. Uh, so thank God JD arrives and puts a little, injects a little sense into this insanity, this circus. Yeah, JD walks in and he's like, look, here's the thing about your 50 gallons of moonshine. It's not scalable. Your operation has a hard cap. Your profit margin is going to start to go down. So you want to hit a breaking point and then divest your, your profits into another enterprise. How much overhead do you have? Do you even yeah. know? Yeah. Have you, you even been know? tracking? He comes in like Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> no, he comes in like Alec Baldwin at the um, beginning of Glen Gary, Glen Ross. And he just like <laughs> starts pointing to people. Uh, good news. Or uh, I got some bad news. You're all fired. I got some good news. <laughs> like you got a chance to get your jobs back or something like yeah. I don't know you know that scene. Um, anywho, JD Moonshine is for closers, Joe. Moonshine is for closers. Yes. Uh, JD interrupts and stares down the judge and demands to know where his brother is. The judge sicks Wilfred on him, and then others join in. Now we got just your standard uh, fight scene. But Joe, what is what does Chuck Norris do while they're going to attack him? He's staring most of this time. Oh, he's putting on his driving gloves. <laughs> he puts on black leather gloves. His fighting gloves. Fighting gloves. Uh, yeah, they're not boxing gloves. They're just gl- like driver gloves. They're driver gloves. He's he's to complete the ensemble. He would need an extra long scarf, like a a silk scarf and a, a um, goggles. A newsboy cap. Oh, newsboy cap. Yes. Uh, JD has a gun pointed at him. But he roundhouse kicks his way out of that situation and then hides on the roof so everyone scatters and tries to find him. And then he surprises the judge when he comes out of the courtroom. 
Yeah, the judge comes out swinging, swilling moonshine, I presume. The town's main export. And uh, yeah. yeah, he just or drops Turkey, down. Either or. One of the two. He just drops down from the, the roof. But do you know what I wanted to have happen so bad? What? Was this, it, it, I was like, oh, please do this. The scene in The Simpsons where Moe throws Barney out of Moe's and then Barney just shows up behind Moe. I wanted him to jump out, uh, run out the front door, climb over the roof, and then come back out through the door behind the judge. I wanted that to happen so hard. Just appear behind him like while yeah. he's drinking moonshine. Yeah, but no, he just drops down from the from the awning like a dope. Right. Uh, and then uh, the judge says, very clever. Very, very, very clever. Uh, and then calls for Strode. Um, JD then takes out multiple guys all around town. We get kind of a fighting montage where he's just taking dudes out all around town. Uh, he literally crushed, just running around taking people out. He crushes the menacing butcher's throat with a two by four. Yeah, and then uh, he bonks him with the two by four. Then he bonks him on the head for good measure. I, I said the difference between Norris fight scenes and Seagal fight scenes is night and day. Oh yeah. These are real fight scenes. He's rolling around on the ground. He's jumping off of things. He's jumping over things. There's no quick editing. It's in broad daylight. They're very poorly done. Don't get us wrong. Don't get me wrong. Sure. The the kicks are very short. The punches are extremely pulled. But But he's jumping. There's there's actual action that happens. He's getting his leg off the ground. I actually found it quite appealing. It was. It was good, except uh, it was, yeah, there's just certain things. It's just very slow, like, kicks, like, deliberate moves. Like, yeah. like it was their first time rehearsing it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, toothless Bumpkins, gonna stick ya. I'm gonna a- stick ya. But JD takes him out, too. He, I like roundhouse this. Kicks, he roundhouse kicks the pitchfork out of the guy's hands. I, lo- I love the I'm gonna stick ya guy. <laughs> I'm gonna stick ya. He's, uh, he's got like two teeth. <laughs> I love him. Uh, JD takes out the two shooters from earlier mm-hmm. and then punches one of them in the nuts. That's right. Gets it in the nads. A and girl then it showed the random woman. Yes. Here we go. A girl shows up just to swoon over Norris and then gives a look like she has no idea how she got there. <laughs> yeah. Don't know who this person is. She never shows up before. She never shows up again. She's not at the town hall, Joe. Oh, I don't know that she's part of the town. <laughs> Joe, she's a ghost. It's like the, somebody wandered from the 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 um audience into the movie for a second. <laughs> and she's just like standing there swooning, and then you if you watch her face, she goes from like like lovey-dovey to, to she goes like dude the trip ended like her trip ended she's like where am i where have i been get here right. <laughs> this is scary <laughs> she wandered over from the truck stop right right <laughs> um norris yeah her husband was killed in the great diner fight at pearl's diner and she just kind of had no no direction at that point. She hit a fugue state. She hit a fugue state. Yes. And then when she found the man who killed her husband, she snapped out of it. And that man was Chuck Norris. Fell for him instantly. Yeah, that man was J.D. Dawes. Uh, Norris. Get, by the way, Jeff, here, before we go, go any further, this is a trend I'm noticing in these movies, by the way. 
Have you noticed this in almost every movie we've done? Marcini movies, um, Fast and Furious movies, Seagal movies, this movie. They all have a trend of having a woman. There's a woman in these these movies, in every one of these movies, that is her sole purpose is to promote the masculinity of the primary character. Oh, yeah, dude. To just swoon, basically. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's there's characters who are there solely for swooning purposes. Just to gaslight the audience and to say, and this is what everyone wants. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're they're entirely there to signal to the audience that they're, if they're a woman, they're supposed to be sexually impressed by what's happening. This is screen. a superior man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Norris gets to his van because in this scene he's Norris. He's Chuck Norris. He's not uh, JD in this scene. He's, he's no longer me. JD. Arnie gives him his keys. Now Norris and Strode and Bowles are in a car chase. It's as exciting as it sounds. We don't JD. get a single gear shift. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Just long shots of these cars going through a dust field. Yeah. JD off-roads his van. It's a van. Let's be perfectly clear. It's a van. It's a van, and yeah, he takes it off-road, and he takes it, like, up hills. Up hills? He escapes by going up a hill. That's true, if, yeah. That's that's what a van can do. More so than a than a, just a sedan. Yeah, more so than a cop car, a, a, a modified cop car. Yeah. Uh, he goes to Arlene's place, JD does, and hides his van there. That night, the judge is chastising Bulls and Strode while in his pajamas. At his house. Yeah, he's getting tired of their lies and alibis. There you go. The judge's creepy Stepford wife, Mrs. Trimmings, comes out and she calls the judge to bed. She is bizarre. Do you think she knows about Doll Lady? I think she knows about all of it. She seems like the heart of this operation. In She's some the puppet master. Dude. Dude. She gets out the judge. Or get out the judge? Yes. She puts him to the in the sunken place. Yes, she puts the judge in the sunken place. She's the woman behind the whole operation, Jeff. Dude, all of these people. Here we go. Okay, down the rabbit hole. All of these people are 1800s prospectors that are constantly transferring bodies over time. It's, it's a being John Malkovich situation. I was going to say a get out situation. Yeah. Well, being John Malkovich, they take same over. Deal. Yeah. Same deal. Yeah. By the way, just saw that movie. Fucking awesome movie. Crazy awesome movie. movie. Yeah. But that's the situation. Yeah. yeah. That's that's why everything's so 1850s and it's like 1977. It makes so much sense that this is a, a being John Malkovich slash get out situation. And she's the main. She's the ringmaster. Yeah. Uh, JD and Arlene are sleeping after having sex in his van. Mm-hmm. And JD has a nightmare that his brother was shot in the back. Yeah, with some crazy music behind it. Yeah, yeah, really bizarre. Um, yes. So the but he wakes up in a sweat, and Arlene comforts him, and we get a shot of her breast, which is yeah, the whole point of the scene. A random nipple. Just whole point of the scene. Yeah. Was, as far as I, I can was, tell, because I was <laughs> like, did, was that? I was I was sitting there and I was like, was that? Did they? Okay, just uh, one obscured nipple. Because w- why does this scene matter otherwise? Because he's scared for his brother. You need to remember that he has a brother, I guess, that he's scared for. 
we all remember. It's why he's there. Yeah, I think it's just supposed to show that they slept together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, then that gets referenced in the next morning when Arlene's son wants JD to be his new dad and yeah. also knows they banged. Yeah, kid, chill out. <laughs> be cool. He will never be your dad at this rate. He'll think you're a creepy yeah. little weirdo. Well, you're going to scare him off. I mean, Arlene's putting all this work to like take him on walks and talk to him by the old oak tree. And you're going to come in with this family shit. And tells him you better put it in back. You better what? You better put it in back. She was referring to the van, but ah. then it cuts the sex scene. So there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wilfred mans a helicopter and finds JD's JD's van at Arlene's at Arlene's and then radios to Bowles. So Wilfred, the town vice treasurer, is also the Eye in the sky. <laughs> we don't know if this town has running water. Yeah. <laughs> but we know this town has a helicopter. Jeff, I'm almost 100% sure they don't have running water because there's a scene coming up soon where one of the cops is taking a ship behind the bushes. 10-100, buddy. <laughs> He's on a 10-100. <laughs> I, I think Strode... Yep, here it is. Just taking a ship behind the bushes. So I guess a truck full of indoor plumbing hasn't passed through this town yet. <laughs> they couldn't steal some some pipes and some toilets. Some civilization. Arlene and her son do the Shelly Foods jingle while eating Shelly Foods breakfast. And God, this scene is depressing. <laughs> Reactionaries 20, 20% off your first order with Shelly Foods at ShellyFoods.com. Did I say depressing? I meant brilliant and awesome. And Shelly Foods is Maybe the best food that I've ever eaten. Joe, I'm eating Shelly food right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, so JD asks where they got the food. And the son says that Uncle Arnie brought it over. And here's where I said try to make a family tree. So now Arnie is the uncle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Arnie is the uncle. Of the son, is he Arlene's brother? Is no, because he... Arlene's no? an out-of-towner. Ooh, that's right. She married in. Okay, so you're, you do have a grasp on the family tree. I guess I do. I didn't realize that I did, but I guess I do. So, so Ar- it's not Arnie. He is Howard's brother. Yes. So, yes. So, Howard, Wade, and Arnie are brothers. So, Who... Arnie is... The judge's the son. The judge's son. Yeah. Correct. Interesting. Which makes sense, because otherwise this clear eugenicist would have just put him down. But he's his son. He's so his son. keep him alive. Yes, th- this isn't a 300 situation. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so they... But it, it, is yeah. it a, uh, a situation like the, uh, the Wildlings in what? Game of Thrones? Yeah, there's... Oh, uh, yes. What's his name? Mance Raider, I think his name is. The guy who is just his whole city is incest. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what's going on here because everyone's a cousin. Somebody. Yeah. They, they've been inbred since the town was founded eight years ago. <laughs> so this kid's got to have some messed up head going no, on. No, because we've established his mom is like the only outsider. Right. Yeah. So he's got he's he the kid's brain is fine. 
He's not part of the incest crew. But he's half Howard, and Howard's part of incest. Well, we do know the kid likes to bite people. Wait a sec. Is the judge trying to bang his daughter at the bar? No, that's probably his cousin. Because she's married to Wade. (laughs) So, daughter-in-law? Joe. Just somebody make a family tree. That's all I'm asking. (laughs) This is wild. I appreciate the names, but give me a clear familial familial relationship tree. You need an appendix that's just like a family tree, like they have at the end of these complicated books. Yes, yes. (laughs) Right, right at the end of like the uh, Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah. Uh, JD, right, I'll be talking about how um, Tony has silken hair. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Uh, sign. Right. JD goes looking for Billy's truck at the impound lot. Mm Mm-hmm. George and Arnie are there. Wilfred shows up in his helicopter. And George and Arnie are crushing cars with the car crusher. When Which Wilfred looks fun. It does. It really does. And warns them. Wilfred's there to warn them via helicopter that JD is there snooping around. And we get <clears throat> like the Fast and Furious scene where they would just talk. And they would be able to hear each other. Right. He just Over yells up to the helicopter. Blitz. He just yells up to the helicopter, like, what are you doing? Dawes is here! <laughs> the sheriff is a... Oh, wrong movie. <laughs> um, anyway, they hear each other perfectly. Um, so George goes and finds JD, attacks him with a hook. No. A no, baby no. pickaxe. He's got a baby pickaxe. He's got a game. big pickaxe that he picks up. And he and then, opts to go for the smaller one. And he does, he does the... Uh, the the inventory drop of the big axe to make room for the small axe. Right, right. <laughs> um, yes, that's so true. Yeah, you see him. He kind of like stops for a second, and then the big axe di- pickaxe disappears, and the <laughs> smaller pickaxe appears in his hand. Uh, JD disarms George and then brutalizes him. Oh, until he like he's smashing his head into fucking sheet metal. It's and like then, uh, uh, it, uh, the uh, the yellow guy in Sin, in Sin City. He's just <laughs> punching still his what is it? His uh, his knuckles hit his ground or something like. Yeah, he's, he's just like mashing bone into wood, bone chips into wood or something Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So that, that that's pretty much what he does in this scene. Uh, JD runs. Uh, but we don't want to make it seem like he kills George because that's he does. No, 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 no. We're just being facetious. Yeah, we're being 100 percent facetious. He's just really roughing him up a lot um, until he reveals Billy's location. But George lies and pretends he's being crushed inside one of the cars. Yeah. Kind of a look toward one yeah. of the car crushers. Yeah, because he just he doesn't say it, but he kind of looks over at one of the cars. And so, yeah, he rope it up. Gives a smirk. Does a little rope it up for J.D. who bought who takes the bait. Who is the dumbest person in this movie? Oh, um, it's not it Arnie. Might, it might be JD. <laughs> I'm going to say it's not Arnie. Um, no, Arnie, the whole movie takes place inside Arnie's head. I don't think it's JD. Um, ooh, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, JD's certainly not the smartest, but he's not the dumbest, I think. Uh, I don't know, Joe. 
You could be right. I'm, I'm having a hard time coming up with a dumber one. They're all pretty stupid, but JD got tricked by oh, a doll barmaiden. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, she's JD. Oh, she does. <laughs> JD gets tricked a lot in this movie. <laughs> Elroy tricks him into fighting the Polish angel. Right. Uh, yeah, JD might be the dumbest person in this movie. He just might be. Uh, JD runs to save his brother, he thinks, but then he gets knocked out from behind. George puts him into the car crusher and yells at Arnie to crush him, but he won't do it. No, because Arnie has a conscience. He has the pure innocence of a child. <laughs> uh, Wilfred is also yelling at him from the helicopter, so he gets, he, which he doesn't hear. <laughs> he just hears George. He hears whirring he hears, helicopter blades. <laughs> um... George pushes Arnie out of the way and then starts it, the crusher. JD wakes up. They fight while JD is in the car crusher, which is actually a pretty cool scene. Really start to feel intensity because they're showing this thing close. Mm -hmm. And Chuck Norris is still in this thing. Yeah. Um, And it's not a body double. It's Chuck Norris. Yeah, he's in it. He's going to die. He's going to die. And then JD wakes. So JD wakes up. They're fighting in this thing. And then uh, J.D. knocks out George and escapes at the last minute. The judge, we flash to the judge. The judge Mm -hmm. and Bowles Strode. Bowles Strode. I just, this is the point in my notes where I just wrote Bowles backslash Strode. Because they're Mm -hmm. basic, I don't know which one is which, A. And B, uh, they're just Bebop and Rocksteady. They are Bebop and Rocksteady. Or, or, uh, uh, what is it, Bulk and Skull? Yeah. One's the rhino, one's the pig. Doesn't matter which one you take out first. Yeah. <clears throat> you you beat them both. You know, what you want to do is you want to use Donatello's long pole to get at him. <laughs> to to, to, to knock distance. one far away and then focus your energy on the other exactly. one. Exactly. And then the other one will come back. You just whack him again. He'll bounce to the edge of the screen. Yeah. <clears throat> That's how you do it, guys. Uh, the judge is interrogating this. Oh, they're at Arlene's house. And the judge is interrogating the son, who we find out is his grandson in this scene. Yes, this is where it all, the 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 town. It all uh, comes together yeah. and falls apart at the same yeah. time. Much like a Toretto reunion. It all comes together and then immediately starts to fall apart. Right. Um, yeah, that's right. Arlene is Tex's wife. Oh. <gasps> Howard Tex coming or what is his last trimmings trimmings baby which is a clever name because they are trimming off the trucks I I I'm going to use my one veto of this episode veto veto yeah well <laughs> okay judge veto. judge how do you how do you how do you plead time 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 <laughs> The judge claims ownership over the house, mm-hmm. but Arlene denies that Howard would have ever borrowed money from him because he's a good man. Finances tear, tear marriages apart, Joe. Secret finances like this. Mm-hmm. But she she swears it didn't happen. A couple things are being revealed at once. Howard committed suicide and he was depressed because he didn't want to be corrupted by his father, the judge. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
And um, yeah, I just, I the more I think about it, the more it's a, I think this is a Fast and Furious prequel. These are the Toretto's. The trimmings become the Toretto's, Joe. You think? Yeah, I well, because he, he's picking up their uh, their uh, family tradition of hijacking trucks. Yeah, and wrecking cars and selling the parts. Yeah. We yeah. open on him hijacking trucks. It was a simple operation. And not trucks containing, you know, very expensive things. DVD VHS players. Who TV dinner. DVD? Yeah. If it's... If it, uh, if it's Shelly, it belongs attached to your telly to play C- DVDs and VHSs. <laughs> right, Shelly It's a clunkier motto, but they were trying to build on the previous Shelly's motto. A few, two more words. That's why it didn't take off like Sony did. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, committed suicide. By the way, this scene is getting very depressing. <laughs> it's just Some stuff is like, it's kind of just thrown at you, and you just kind of... Like when the the kid and the mom are singing Shelly dinner jingle and the, the brother and the other brother, JD and his brother singing it early. I get this like sick feeling in my stomach of like, well, oh, this is poverty. This is what it looks like. <laughs> well, this scene, this scene in particular reminds me of when you're like, you're like going to the gas station. You're just like filling up. You got to fill up your whole tank. So you're going to be there for a second. And two people just like get out of a car and just start like screaming at each other. And you're like, yeah. you have nowhere to go. You have nowhere to go, and you just got to sit in it, and you're just like... Uh, Jeff, I uh, I work at a gas station now. I witness these domestic disputes on a daily basis. They're like, we want to get Slim Jims. It's like, no, we are a... Uh, we are Jack a Link's, Jack, Jack Link's family. Household. Jeff, these are constant. On the hour, every hour, these people come through. Sometimes the same couple comes back. Oh, that's nice. It's like a recurring recurring character in your life. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's nice. They're still together. <laughs> if they can um, make it in this crazy world. We There's hope for all of us. The judge is taking the son to live with him. The grandson. The son's name is Tony. Hey, it's a Tony Trimmings. It's a Tony. Tr- Jeff. Tony Tremoliano. Tony Toretto. Oh. Joe. Clear Italian name. Uh, the judge's wife's name is Luana. No, it's not. That's what he says. <laughs> I'm vetoing that as well. Um, Tony escapes, uh, and Strode runs after him. Sorry, Mike Strode tried to the judge. The judge makes Strode physically take Tony away from Arlene. And then Tony Tony, bites him. Yeah. Tony bites Strode and then bolts out the door. Yeah. So Strode has to run after him. And somehow. So this is the town's ranking police officer. Yeah. Almost commissioner of police. Basically. We've seen what the area around this house looks like. Mm -hmm. There is nothing. It's an open field. How does Strode lose this child? I have no idea. He's on foot. He's on foot. Like. It doesn't make any sense. He does Strode work. has a car. He can find him very easily. Just driving concentric circles. The kid will get tired before your car runs out of gas. It shouldn't have taken more than like, it shouldn't have taken more than a minute. He should have been yeah. able to like run him down. Uh, physically. Run him down physically, but like hit him, him with off. your car. <laughs> Give him a little bump, you know, not full speed. Just, just enough to knock him on, on the ground. Like when I got hit by a car. Or like when I got hit by a car. 
Just uh, right up, just a little love tap on the knee. Little, little knee tap. Yeah. Just knock him over. Uh, crazy barmaid. We're back to her. And she is dressing one of her dolls when JD bursts in. He uses the phone, but then Wade bursts in and captures him. And the barmaid giggles and refers to Arnie as daddy. So she's playing with the doll she thinks is her kid. Mm -hmm. So does she think everybody in this town is a doll? More importantly, is everybody sleeping with her? Yes. But... How and many of those? How many of those people sleeping with her are? And dolls? then they take her to get abortions, but she's very religious, so they give her a doll and tell her that it's the kid. Oh, I don't like that. Every we found one of those the line. Dolls. We Every found one the line. of those dolls, Jeff. <laughs> we crossed it. We found the line, Joe. Uh, okay. Anywho, Strode is still chasing Tony through the field. I don't know how that's happening. It, it it it's really speaks to the ineptitude of this police force. How does this police force, this entire town's economy is built on Strode and Bowles yeah. being basically criminal masterminds. Uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, because they have to set up a series of traps to get people into to Texas City. Fair they enough. do have to mastermind some stuff. The whole town's economy is built off of that moonshine and radiators and the kid is able to outrun strode which is why the kid is only half trimmings so he doesn't have all the problems that everybody else in this inbred town has. ah the club leg the yeah club he doesn't foot. have the club leg yeah no club foot <laughs> the classic trimmings club foot yeah everybody knows it it's like the habsburg chin that's right uh wade marches jd to the center of town and Arnie asks what he's done from like a building. And somebody says he killed your cousin, George. Uh, they shove JD into a jail cell. Where the hell is Strode? He's still chasing that kid. He's, Everyone asks, where the hell is Strode? Yeah, he's still chasing the kid or taking a 10-100. Every time Strode isn't on screen, everybody <laughs> should be asking, where is Strode? Second. Strode should have... What was it? Uh, I don't remember all the Poochie... Yeah. yeah. You can That's, find it, I'm sure. Yeah. Strode arrives without the kid. Okay? And the judge tells him he's a fuck-up for not being able to catch a 10-year-old escaping by foot. Which yeah. is clear. He is. That's, that's a failure of the police force right there. You can't catch a child running on foot. Also, Joe... Yeah. He should have access to a time machine. And it should be yeah. louder and angrier. Right. <laughs> um, so, Jeff, I think this is the exact moment where the judge turns to uh, Strode and tells him, you're doing Bowles work from now on. Yeah, he just cuts out Bowles. He gives him Bowles work. Bowles is promoted. Now Strode does the Bowles work. That's right. He's the grunt now. Uh, judge shows up at the jail to berate JD uh, with one of his crazy rants. He also passes a sentence in the jail and con convicts him on the spot. No judge. He is judge and jury. Strode gets to be the executioner. He's the ex But it's, it's uh, you know, I really feel like he wasn't given due process under the Constitution here. Yeah, I think his rights may have been uh, superseded. 
I think they might have been infringed upon, especially considering he the judge should have recused himself. He's mm-hmm. related to the victim. That's a problem. That's a good point. That, that I mean, that's a problem. Two, he was not given an attorney, mm-hmm. as is his right. Three, not a jury of his peers. Yeah. Four, where's his right to appeal? He's mm-hmm. just going to get executed right in the middle of the town square. He says, take him outside and shoot him. That's right. He is violating. His right is being violated over and over and over. And Joe, that is. He didn't have a trial. No trial. No trial of his peers. As guaranteed by the Constitution. Joe. Mm. This is why he needs Shelley's law firm. He sure does. The first consultation. Let's talk about Shelley's law firm. So if you want to stay out of a celly. You need to call Shelly. Is that how it goes? <laughs> That's how it goes. And Joe, Shelly's promo code uh, reactionaries20, first consultation is free. Wait, Jeff, I just, I'm reading an email right now. And would you believe it? Shelly's Legal Services is offering as a first time, as an offer to first time uh, signer uppers. If you have a some sort of case you need, first times, timers get 30% off this and weekend. Two weeks of Shelly's, scroll down, and two weeks of Shelly's uh, uh, frozen TV dinners. Yes. Yes. But only <laughs> this offer is only available to the first 50 people who use code reactionaries20 at shellyslegalservices.com. And keep in mind, if you are suing over issues resulting from eating Shelly foods, that is not included in the, the uh, promo. But please keep in mind, if you did use the code reactionaries20 at Shelly's Frozen Foods, you did actually sign a disclaimer waiving yeah. your right to sue. So actually, by listening that, to this podcast, you, you waived also your right waived your right to sue. Sorry to lay it on you guys right now, but we know where our bread is buttered. That's right. Um, Joe, let's get back to the movie. A motorcyclist whips by Bulls, the serious motorcyclist. Who is Arlene? Well, we don't find that out yet. No, we saw her go into the the barn where the the oh, bike is locked. Okay, Which, okay so we do know that yet. Why didn't they put the van in the barn, Joe? I don't know. <laughs> it saved a whole lot of trouble. There's a crush yard right there. <laughs> uh, Arnie arrives at the stables, hugs his huge stuffed lion that he keeps there in like an oil barrel, and then he cries. And then he watches mice crawl all over Billy. Yeah, that was a really bizarre addition. Like, it made me think he, Billy was dead. Yeah, me too. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, because rats crawling over something is the universal sign of squalor or somebody being dead. Yeah, and someone not swatting those away immediately. Yeah. Uh, Arlene wipes out on her motorcycle. She <laughs> comes to... Lady what? motorcyclists, am I right, Joe? Am I right? Am uh, I right, she... fellas? Am I right, guys? She comes across an abandoned cop car and sends out an APB over the CB to all the KWs to come rescue JD. And they do. Joe, she runs like Steven Seagal. Does she? She runs like Steven Seagal. (laughs) She's got her arms kind of flapping in the breeze. Wow. She is not an action movie star, though, Joe. No, she's not. Steven Seagal is. Apparently. We should do a whole month of Seagal movies. I think we have an opening in September. So Tony picks up a really bad. Oh, no. Tony picks a really bad time to sneak up on his mom. 
<laughs> yeah, he like jumps out from behind her in the car, and it's like, buddy, read the room. <laughs> read the last day, few days. Um, wagon master, mud slapper, and four other truckers are all on their way to help out. This is where I started pounding my fists. Truckers, truckers. Uh, Strode and Bowles man the ground. Wilfred takes to the sky. To do what? To, to spot. He spots <laughs> the trucks. He's like, hey, trucks are coming. It's like, thank to, you. We know that. To relay the fight to other men, to better uh, men. <laughs> he is doing, no, he is calling the play by play. He's like the drones and guns akimbo. He's just right. filming. He's just streaming the, the, the trucks driving through the whole town. Yeah, this is his little side gig. Every so often, a horde of trucks come to fight the town and burn it to the ground, and he live streams it. Yeah, that's that's another part of their economy. 1977 was huge into live streaming. Well, no, that's that's his side gig. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's just for him. Uh, Strode and Bowles. Yes, <laughs> sorry. He he. Sorry, really quick on Winston. Is it Winston? He's the one that mans this guy. Wilfred. Wilfred, yeah. Or Winston. I can't remember which one. Who what his name is. cares? Shit. But anyway, he's, he, since he is vice uh, treasurer, he skims a little off the town trim. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He, he started he ta- What he does is he flies the helicopter up into international skies. Then he cooks <laughs> the books and then he flies it back down. It's the perfect crime. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, um, they didn't teach you that in accounting school, did they? They sure didn't. Uh, I still don't know how to fly a uh, a, a, a cage. What do you call those things? Who knows? Um, uh, a helicopter? A Blackhawk. A Blackhawk. So Strode tries to block the road. Um, but the truckers plow right through. So that ends that plan pretty quick. Strode's truck explodes. Yes. And they tell Strode, take a big 10-100, Strode. Is Which that learned, shit? That we learned earlier, that's dumping out. Ah, okay, okay. Because, Joe, I immediately put that in my lexicon. The 10-100? A 10-100. That immediately went in the brain bank, and then that's they brought it back. You yeah. just get to say, I'm going to go take a 10-100. Yeah. People think you're doing something real official. Important. They're like, is he a cop? Is he responding to a crime? <laughs> and then you just come back all relieved. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, did he just shoot somebody? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, you know it. Trucks make it into town, and Wade takes JD out back to shoot him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arnie shows up to stop him, struggles with him a bit, and gets shot in the stomach. Arnie's mad at Wade. Uh, who he goes, ah, 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 I'm mad at you, Wade. Wade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a death scene this is. It rivals and, Nas's death scene. It's getting uh, dark, much Wade. Better executed. Much better executed. It's better. getting dark, Wade. It is getting d- 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 dark, Wade. Then Wade, after Arnie's dead, uh, Wade pulls the biggest 180 I've ever seen in film, tells JD exactly where his brother's at. One minute after shooting JD in the gut, which JD is fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, shoots, I mean, he shoots JD. Maybe it, you know, 
not to be insensitive, maybe this is a Joburg situation. He shoots him where the kidney should be. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! He shoots him in the in the pocket. In the pocket, oh, yeah. It's always so it's a, in the one kidney community. <laughs> so it's a through and through. It's a through but and it, through. Clean, yeah. clean break. Yeah, clean break. Uh, Bowles sneaks in on Billy's sneaks in on Billy in the barn. So Bowles is also on the scene, and he sneaks in. And then terrorizes Billy with an unloaded shotgun. Like, was, pulls a shotgun to his head, clicks the trigger, nothing comes out. And then he cuts him loose just so he can start kicking the shit out of him. Again, different music, completely different movie. Totally different movie. This is a small town ter- tricking people into their community, and then the entire community terrorizes them. Yeah. <laughs> that is this movie. This is a horror, horror movie. Thing. This is a horror movie, Joe, but it's played like a, a, a an old Western, but with trucks. You got good old country music in the background. You got truckers, trucker hordes, and it just feels fun. I don't know. Yeah. Everything's this is upbeat. A horror movie. This is a horror movie. There is functionally little difference between this and like The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. I mean, there's clear incest. There's uh, maybe child abuse happening. I mean, there's yeah. all sorts of things. This is a horror film. Uh, JD shows up and jump kicks, uh, bulls, excuse me, jump kicks bulls through the barn wall. JD and his brother caress as lovers. They go back to the, uh, putty, putt, putt, putt music back at the beginning. Oh, so much more. I mean, it is. Yeah. They're caressing. (laughs) That's that's how you hug your sibling. Very creepily. Of this, your sibling of the same sex. Which Chuck Norris is like 40. And Billy is like 19. Yes. Are we sure he's not actually his dad? Oh, maybe like kidnapped this kid when he was super young and like groomed him. Well, I wasn't going that far, but. So anyway. Now, I am, now I'm <laughs> now thinking it. Now you can't I, stop thinking it. Yeah. Uh, the truckers destroy all the buildings in town with their trucks. And head for the judge's house. Wait, so there's, there's some great there's some great trucker talk over this. Yeah, there's I didn't this, write it down. If you got it, it's great. He says, I, one says, I haven't had this much fun since I broke my shoulder. Okay. Right. <laughs> and the other one said, a drive through gas station, only 85 cents a gallon. Right, right. Well, after he drives through the gas station, he's like, yeah. a, a drive through gas station. That's right. And then we get Bowles and J.D., do a fight. And also, really quick, does he think that by destroying a man's gas station, that lowers the price of the gas? Oh, no, I think he is just a crazy person. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's just a lunatic. Okay, clear enough. Um, Bowles, we're back to Bowles and JD. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bowles jumps out and attacks JD with a hook. Yeah, like a, a, a hay baler. Hay baler. Not, yeah. yeah. One of those hooks with like, uh, yeah, the handle on the end. Yeah. Um, is that called a hay baler? No, it's not. But uh, yes, that's what I'm calling it. Let's run with it. I love it. Let's, it's a hay baler. I'll never be able to shake that. That's going to be a hay baler my whole life. So um, JD disarms him. Oh, it's called a hay hook, Joe. <laughs> the ah. hook for hay. It's called a hay hook. A hook. Uh, that would have been an easy one to guess. 
Hey, Hook. Uh, hey, Hook. JD Dis- the Niners have Brandon A. Hook. Sorry. Okay. Uh, JD disarms him, but Bowles throws hay in his face. He throws like sand. The- Later. Later oh, on. Oh, this is their First, he okay. throws the hay because he's by the stables. He's throwing haymakers? He's throwing haymakers. Yeah, there, we, there we go. Back on track. Back on All track. Right. Uh, he also throws a tire at him. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Call back to Arnie <laughs> in the tire. That's right. JD meditates and finds his third eye. That's right. Uh, truck drives through Winston's helicopter on the way to the judge's house. I feel like a helicopter has an easy way to prevent that from happening, but yeah. Interesting that he would ever come down to park. Yeah. I feel like he could just, you know, stay on rooftops if he's not be in like, the air. Ooh, this town's screwed. Okay. <laughs> uh, I gotta get out of here. Bye guys. Uh, truck drives through. Oh yeah. Just did that. Judge settles into bed with his wife. Uh, Which is the middle of the day. <laughs> this is an odd time to go to bed. It's the middle of the day, but sure. And he knows, he has to know that chaos is broken out in his town. I mean, he knows. Oh, yes. Yeah. Somebody would have called him. Someone called him and said, there's just trucks wreaking havoc. This is no time to cuddle up with your wife. Yeah, no time to get lovey dovey. No time for love, Dr. Jones. <laughs> then the truck drives through the wall. And that's the, I guess it kills him? That's the end. Yeah, dude, murder is fine. As long as the guy is bad. That's what we learn in this movie. I think it's a whole different room. The truck just drives through, like, the living room and then oh, stops. God. So we he just see... does some property damage. So the judge just comes down. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then the truck's like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just... She's backing out. Uh. Uh, okay, now we get our final scene. Mm-hmm. JD and Bowles's Bowles will face off at the corral. Yep, at the uh, not quite okay corral. The, the just all right, the just all right corral. So I'm I'm very interested by this because what what drew JD to this town mm-hmm. was uh, two things. The paralyzation of his good friend, and by by Strode. But he couldn't. He could not tell anybody that that was the reason he was there because he made a promise to Dot. You're right. He does not mention it. Yeah. Not once. Nor does he mention that she cried. That's right. He he promised he would not tell anybody that she cried. He promised and he kept his promise because he's a man of his word. But he goes there to avenge his paralyzed friend who was taken out by Strobe, mm-hmm. okay? And then also to find his his brother, Billy. Now, I guess you could say because Bowles is beating the shit out of Billy, and maybe that's the whole point of this scene, that's what builds the revenge factor for this face-off. Because otherwise, he should be fighting Strode. And that's true. Very easy to make Bowles the guy that paralyzed the trucker. Or have him fight Strode, yeah. This is a very, uh, the rock switches allegiances in the middle of the Fast and the Fear, in what, Fast Five? For no reason. It's a curveball. I'm like, why is Strode not here? Also, Bowles is the one beating everybody up, so why was Strode the one that paralyzed the trucker? 
Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And they kept name dropping Strode. They mentioned him more than once before JD gets to the town. He's the most mentioned person in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Except G- for Joe. Let me tell you about Thomas Huxley. Okay. <laughs> and let me tell you about Shelly Foods. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway. Bowles offers him some wild turkey before they fight, which seems like a decent thing to do. But he declines. JD does. He declines by taking his fence apart. Yes. <laughs> It's one of those three horizontal post fences. JD offers him wild turkey and or Bulls offers JD wild turkey and JD just lifts one of the bars of the fence and just like throws it off the fence. Tosses it to the side. Yeah. Yeah. Bulls breaks the bottle and they do a stare down for several seconds while a horse gallops in the background. Yes. Jeff, is this horse going to matter? I don't know, Joe. Is it? You bet your ass it is. Uh, JD... We get shots. JD, bulls, the horse. JD, back to the horse. Hooves, bulls, horse. JD, kicks, counters, horses. Everything's in slow-mo. It's very slow. But I like the idea, the way you presented it. I like the idea that it's like uh, JD looking at, at bulls. Bulls looking at the horse. The horse. The horse looking. They show the horse's eyes. Horse goes back to JD. The horse is in this. He's yeah, involved. the horse is a part of this. He's the... involved, and when he realizes he's involved, he needs to get the fuck out of t- out of Dodge. Joe, the horse is the embodiment of Howard's spirit. Holy shit! He's trapped in this town forever as a <sighs> wild horse. Jeff. <laughs> Helps JD. Okay. So we established that they're, they are get outing. They're prospectors that are get outing. Yes. They, Howard betrayed his father. Mm -hmm. So they put him in the horse. So they put him in the horse. They put his, Howard's brains in the horse's brain. Yes. Because they, earlier they, they were like arguing about like he died and he's like, no, he went away. All this stuff, there's a little bit, you know, he killed himself, but there's a little bit of a thing. Joe, Howard is in that horse. He's in the horse. And also, you wonder what the why the butcher has blood all over him? The body. The butcher is the surgeon. That's why he always has blood on his thing. Joe, it all hangs together. It all it all adds up. Yeah. I just want the FBI to look into it. Joe, I just want them to find the dirty dossier that proves uh, Texas City is <laughs> A bunch of moonshiners who do get out things to people who come by because they're 1850s prospectors. Is that right? And has figured out how to place the brain of a human being yes. inside of a they, horse. They can get out people. They can get out people into horses. Into horses. <laughs> it's the, it, instead of the teacup, it's one of those like farm triangle things. It's like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> uh so bulls does his patented move he tosses a little dirt jd's way a little bit of sand pocket sand he does does the dale gribble pocket sand right he just tosses it up into his eyes but he gets head kicked for that jd decides to walk away that's right actually they do some fighting it's it's actually pretty i don't want to say fighting because i don't think that bulls lands a blow no, it's just JD beating bulls to death. 
doing many roundhouse kicks, many jump kicks, um, and then uh, head kicks. Actually, he doesn't do a jump kick yet. JD decides to walk away. Mm-hmm. Bowles gets up, covered. He's done, but he's, he's still up. He's toast. And he shouts in slow motion. Dawes! <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. JD says, not, he doesn't even turn around. Yeah. Give him the day. Bowles shouts, you son of a bitch. Which, fun fact, if you're on Voodoo and you're trying to click the expand to full screen button and actually accidentally click the tracker, it goes straight to that scene. So that is the first thing I saw in this movie <laughs> when I started. <laughs> but that's it. It's back on now. You don't talk no. about his mom. Dude, it's like calling Marty McFly chicken. It's all over. That's right. It's all over. Uh, the horse is walking briskly because it knows what's happening. It Same goes back to the horse, and the not, horse is doing that thing where it starts to get scared, where it kind of lifts its front hooves a little bit. Yes, Howard is scared. Uh, JD performs a perfectly executed flying kick while yelling. Uh into Bowles' chest, and he is dead. He does the five-finger death kick. <laughs> the five-toe death kick. The five-toe death kick. He hits, uses his toes and hits uh, different parts of his heart. That's it, right. It gets crushed. Uh, <laughs> the horse neighs and jumps out of pen. Yes, Howard is finally free. He's freed, but it pauses right as he's over the fence. So we don't know if he makes it. Maybe he biffs. He biffs. The back legs hit the bottom of the fence, and he just snaps, snaps his, his horse neck. <laughs> just the shot. What a shot at the end of the movie that would be. No, it's it, it breaks in knew it was Howard, and Howard had been there for, like, decades trapped in this pen. And... The last shot, his end, is just this hanging horse body. <laughs> oh, it's it's he breaks his leg. So he biffs jumping over it. He breaks his leg. And the movie ends with JD walking over to it and being, shh, 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 shh. It's okay, boy. It's okay, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot the horse in the head. And then it cuts to black and you hear the shotgun blast. Yeah, that's right. Because he's got to, he's got to, uh, oh, my dog didn't like that. Um, but yeah, he's got it. He's got to set Howard free. Yes. <laughs> it's a mercy now. kill. It's a mercy kill. Uh, the horse neighs. Oh yeah. Anyway, he's, he's over the fence. We see Texas city burning. We get our final shots of Texas city burning as we hear the judge's opening crazy speech. Yes. Just the, and it's, it's not like one shot of town. They're just like, this is burning. And this is burning. And this and this is burning. It is insane. For a movie this first of all, we've established this is a hidden horror movie. But uh-huh. for a movie this lighthearted, for it to end with an entire town burning while a judge's crazy rambling all over everything. Okay, wait, wait. I, I just realized something as we're talking about this. There's no reason for these buildings to be on fire. No. They were driven through. They were driven which, through. Which means that the truckers got out of their trucks. 
and set them on fire. Fucking set every one of these on fire and are probably plotting to piss on the ashes later. Like, Dude. we're going to go to the diner, get a bite, come back, piss on the ashes. Yeah, when you're done. If we see any of you, you're going to get the same treatment as your buildings. It's... And we don't need any of you warlocks putting us inside of a horse, okay? Gypsies. <laughs> Crazy gypsies. They, they gypsy cursed Howard into a horse. There you go. Uh, fade it's all in the documents, Joe. Fade to black. But then... Trucker gibberish. We get trucker talk, baby. They're shooting the shit over the CB about the town they just destroyed. They're like, we committed so many murders, 10-4. 10-4, boy, that was a hell of a day. We should make a yearly tradition out of it, don't you think? All right, man. I, I, I killed a guy did big 10-100 on his chest after he was dead. <laughs> I killed a guy with a trident. I saw that. <laughs> uh, so this is one of the best movies we've done. Uh, Maybe the best. I, I was trying to figure out. I'm mean, Death Machines is a, is a classic. Death Machines. The Martinis stand above all the other ones. You think that Omega Cop beats this? That's I, what I know. I think it belongs in that tier. No, I don't. And I'll tell you why. There's too much dead time. There's the running scenes, which I love. But it, I, I can understand why someone would skip through this thing. I never felt for a second that I wanted to skip through this movie. I wanted to take in every minute of this. Joe, are you saying that this movie isn't padded out for, with a scene where an adult chases a child? Because I contend to you, it is padded <laughs> out. No, they cut that off. They don't do that for minutes. <laughs> no, I think it's a fantastic movie. This one was so much fun. Like I told you, I said it was like slipping back into a warm bath, like meeting an old friend, just like, ah, uh, just insanity. Just it, it was the perfect cap to the election. I'm glad we didn't do it in the midst of the election because I probably would have been in a different frame of mind where yeah. I was just totally stressed out. What the fuck are they talking about? Who's related to who? I would not have been able to enjoy this movie for what it is, which is insanity. You would have this been movie like, is insane. You'd have been checking in with uh, Kernaki and John King. You'd have been like, all right, how many votes remain in this district? Yeah. The district of Texas City, California. I need to know. This, this city went, The city went red in 2016, but it went blue in 2018. So that's trending towards blue in 2020. Yes. It would be a very different mindset. So I'm, yeah, I'm, and I would have been like, like sitting on pins and needles waiting for the results of uh, judge trimmings is over. over. Yeah. Is, is he a local uh, elected official? I judge? don't know. <laughs> no, we need to figure out the, so we've got the, we've got the economics. Yeah. Of Texas city. We need to figure out the politics of the next of Texas city. It's a mess. <laughs> It's a it's mess a, down there. Joe, this 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 movie was so good. I was so oh, happy watching. Ten, yeah, it. Twelve out of ten. I, there's no. I could not go any higher for this movie. This is there great. are very there are very few movies that we've done for this that I would that I'm like Kate. We need to watch this movie again. This is oh, one. this is one. This is one. <laughs> this movie is so good. Just from I need to watch it again with this get out theory that we have going on, but. Just trucker gibberish, just uh, arm wrestling contests. Uh, everybody's dressed like a comic book character. Uh, yeah, you got family, you got emotion. I texted you that this movie has everything, and I knew that 15 minutes in. I, I get, had no idea what was to come, but I could already feel this movie had everything I needed. Dude, I laughed. I cried. 
I had somebody's consciousness inserted into my own body. <laughs> had everything. Do you know what else I had, Joe? What? Shelly's TV dinners. Hey, all right. Remember, Reactionaries 20, 20% off your first order at Shelly's TV dinners.com. And now you can customize. Shelly's coming with the times. We know it's 2020. Uh, almost vegan, gluten free, paleo. You choose your vegetables. You choose your protein. Dairy-free. We've got a contract with Beyond Burger. They got everything you need. Shelly's. Shelly's. Reactionary. Promo code Reactionaries20. Yes, for 20% off your first order. All right, Joe. That'll do it. We've been been vamping on Shelly's long enough. Although, (laughs) fine quality products I would definitely recommend. Very good. Best thing I've eaten today. Today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Reactionaries Podcast. This was the first episode of Norris November or Norris Vember. Uh, we will be back later this week. So because we came late this week, we'll be back later this week with a force of one, or as Joe and I keep accidentally calling it, Air Force One. <laughs> <laughs> Honest mistake. It is streaming on uh, Amazon Prime, so you can watch it. Uh, but please rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. And uh, we will be back on Friday. So for Joe, for Jeff, thanks for listening. And you have a good one. I'm headed out. See you down the road, big half day. Joe, let me tell you about Thomas Huxley. <laughs> <laughs>